are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And welcome back. Here we are. Um, we're going to drink and have a good time. <laughs> Drink it, be do. merry. And, uh, I already uh, mixed my cocktail. Mixing the cocktail. That's what... Uh, I got my Seagram 7, for, and I'm drinking my, my... Basically, I would be drinking Black Tooth Grins, but it's too much work to individually mix each Black Tooth Grin, so I just dumped a bunch of Coca-Cola and a bunch of whiskey into a giant cup, so I'm having, like I guess, like the... the uh, I don't know what you'd call that. The uh, bunch of black tooth grins, maybe. <laughs> the uh, the bladder buster of bourbon. Bladder buster. I remember yeah, I, that. <laughs> You're like, I keep a bladder buster down here in case I have to pee. <laughs> Dude, what else would you call one of those big cups that you get from the from the gro- or from the gas station? You know, like a big gulp. Screw it. They're bladder busters. Come bladder on, bladder busters. No, dude. When I when I was in college, I used to get I used to get a bladder buster, and I would just pour a whole bunch of whiskey and Dr Pepper in it, and just you know go to town. That, that's how I would drink Seagram Seven. I would just dump I would dump it in a cup, you know, <laughs> dump it in a bladder but buster with some ice and some Dr. You Pepper. You found a bunch of pictures last week, and one of them was me chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels. Well, I always say, man, every picture of you from college. Or, or in the band, if you didn't have a guitar in your hand, you had liquor, um, possibly a beer. Every once in a while, it was a beer, but it was probably just a beer in between your liquor. <laughs> Even though I barely knew her. Well, you know, that's, that, that, that's the thing. Like, that was the difference between you and I in a band. You always had your hand on a bottle of liquor and mine always had my i always had mine on a set of boobies you know um c cups and they're in your face as long as they're at least a c cup and they're in your well, face you can't, you can't put your hand on a b cup you can you can be like oh you can tap it and like okay hi <laughs> good hi. job <laughs> hi. hi good job run along you know R- walk on home <laughs> walk on home boy i mean you know i i i, I don't you know, I, I, there's nothing. I have nothing against a B cup. You just can't do anything with it. You know, <laughs> and I, that's fine. You put a lot of thought into this. Um, well, I I've been around for a long time. You know, yeah, you know, you know. It's um, funny, and and to this day, you still characterize that. Like you put a lot of thought into this. What? What? I, <laughs> what? What? I just want to see what you got for me. <laughs> I mean, these are just. These are the <laughs> how did George Carlin say it? These are the kind of thoughts that kept me out of the really good schools. I always like these are the thoughts that go through my mind when the power goes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it, it is it, it is it is absolutely true. I, I I told someone the other day, um, they're like, What are you up to? I'm like, you know. Or they're like, What 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 have you been up to lately? I'm like, same old, I work and I you know, I watch filth. <laughs> like really? I was like, Yeah, it's not a hobby, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> So you know it's it's funny because uh, I was watching I was watching Pawn Stars today like randomly I don't know why it must have just come on like after another thing I was watching or something and although it is a fun show I'm not saying I don't enjoy the show 
Um, but they this this woman brought in a box of Playboys. You know how he's always like, you know, I got a buddy. You come down and take a look at this. He starts like say, he tells his assistant like, we're gonna have to like research these and look them up. And I I literally texted you and says, what were you busy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get a hold of me. I got you know, a buddy. I can see you like coming in like, I got a buddy who knows what he's doing, and you walk in, hey, I hear you got pictures of naked ladies. It, I, I was only busy because I prioritized the place that got a box of Hustler, you know? I, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was like, well, I, I got to go where the, I got to go where it's interesting, folks. You'd walk um, in, tell everyone the pervert's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, that, that, there, there has never been a line of any movie that shows someone announcing their presence in a way that I would more than they <laughs> tell everybody the perverts back. I, first of all, I love that movie. It's People versus Larry Flynn. If you don't know what we're talking about, like, I love that movie. But that line, I, I showed a friend of mine a gift of that. She's like, "Oh my god, that's like you walking into a room." I went, "There we go." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't even tell her that. I just sent the gift. You know, I didn't tell her I was watching the movie. Just sent the gift. Her immediate reaction was, "Oh my god, that's like you walking into a room or a bar or whatever." She said, <laughs> "Tell everyone the perverts back." <laughs> yeah, that that was essentially like when I go back to Erie. When I when I I said this is pretty much what everyone what I say when I walk into a bar in Erie. Tell everybody the perverts back, and they'll, every, the whole bar will just be like, "Hey, Duff, we know you're here." <laughs> And normally you would say it's because they recognize my voice, and I get that a lot. But Erie, Pennsylvania is a city of 100,000 people, but when they hear – and there's probably a lot of perverts. Let's be fair. There's probably a lot of perverts there. But when they hear the pervert, they know who it is. Not, not just any pervert. The pervert. They, they know exactly who it is. They're like, <laughs> oh, it's got it's to be, be tough. Because – like I like I said, I earned it. You know, and you see, fought hard it's funny. for that title. I I you know it's like <laughs> I cut my teeth reading Playboy. It was you know I, <laughs> but I graduated a hustler as a as a wee lad. <laughs> there was a time when I probably could have named the a hole of the month from specific issues, but. Well, I was uh, I, I was saying like you know you'd walk in on that with that desk of Playboys and be like oh as you can see here this is the June 1963 issue of you know the 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 centerfold is such and such and her turn ons include <laughs> and this is without even opening the magazine <laughs> yeah ba basically like the catcher in Major League Two <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like Rick I'm gonna be honest with you and and then you know at the end of it Rick's like. Rick's like, uh, you know, the the guy from Pawn Stars is like, give you a hundred bucks for the box, and I could see you being like, I'll give you one fifty, <laughs> like right in front of him. <laughs> well, oh, that's funny. You no, like, dude, meet I, me on the parking is, lot. I'll make you a better deal. <laughs> this is this is funny. I swear to God, I was I was in a class in college, and it was some media. I don't know, whatever. It it ended up being like a journalism class. It was kind of stupid, but the professor was really weird and crazy. So I kind of enjoyed the class, but he was talking about like magazines and he was like he was like, "Yeah, when the industry, he's like he's like, you know, there was the big change when the industry went from staples to um, you know, to bound magazines." And I was like, "Yeah, but famously Playboy did that." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It was." He goes, "It was Playboy and He's like, uh, he's like, it, you know, it was a, it was a big turn in the industry. I was like, yeah, I know, it was, it was one with Madonna on the cover. I don't remember what, what year, but I, I mentioned the year and month. And he looks at me, he's like, 
That's exactly what it was. I was like, yeah, I know. And then, like, not long later in the semester, it had to do something with, like, with film. And I and he mentioned, you know, he was like, yeah, like the movie Deep Throat. And when I raised my hand and started naming the people starring with it, and he'd look at me and goes, you know a lot about porn. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> literally, I swear to God. I swear to God. I was rattling off stats about porn, and you were like, "And you were like, please, please, pornography." (laughs) (laughs) You don't call Uh a geographer a geo. (laughs) When I was when I was watching stag films, you know, uh, that's one of my favorite terms too. Stag Stag films. films. That's like a British term. Well, yeah, but it's also something you wouldn't say if you're under the age of (laughs) sixty-five. I still, yeah, I still also say that in another universe somewhere, you're you you. You are being interviewed, and your you know nameplate says Duff, and the caption, and the, your like title says Noted Pornographer. <laughs> it's so true. It's it's so true, uh, dude. One of my one of my favorite. I don't. It just made me think of this. One of my favorite. I know you don't like The Office. So that's fine. One of my favorite little running gags in The Office is that uh, Todd Packer, who's one of the coolest little reoccurring characters on the show. Um, <laughs> his license plate says well hung but the way it's spelled everyone just thinks and no one reads it as well hung they read it as if he's a big fan of william hung and it's just it's it's, it's a really it's just funny because i'm like <laughs> that's what happened to me like I'd, I'd get a license plate that said well hung and somehow everybody would misinterpret it as in as if i liked that guy you know oh man <laughs> World. Oh god, what was that? I was watching Law and Order. I, I mentioned you <laughs> SVU. <laughs> and they walked in and the guy was like, the entire hard drive was nothing but pornography. And I'm like, ah, he got my computer again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's that's not your computer. Do you know why? That I mean, come on, there wouldn't be only one hard drive. <laughs> well, this was this was the late nineties when they were a little harder to come by. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I got a, I got a phone with, um, you know, my, the phone itself has one terabyte of storage. And then, you know, I got, I got the Apple cloud and I'm looking at it like, I'm trying to do the math in my head and calculate how much filth would fit on all those terabytes of storage. Like I was sitting there going, oh wow, that is a lot of action that I could save. That is awesome. Um, and, and trust me. I, 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 it's not that I would struggle to figure out how to fill it. It's I would still have to trim it down. You know, I'd have to be like, well, <laughs> this one just is not going to be uh, B cup, not making the cut. <laughs> Absolutely not making the cut. No, 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 no. Those five terabytes. Nope. Or however many, three, whatever it is. Uh, uh, all those terabytes. We, we only reserve those for the really good ones. Oh, man. That's yeah, a good time, man. I got to tell you. Because I have just been, I've been bored out of my mind lately. Like, I just utterly, I, you know, I'm in that weird thing where, like, I'm working a lot and I'm busy, but completely bored out of my mind at the exact same time, which is, it's a, it's a weird, like, mental thing to, to, to try to process. Like, when, when you're, when you're busy and bored all at the same time, it, it's probably because I'm busy with mindless things that I'm that I have to be have to be busy about um but so yeah you know uh, w- what else do you do when you're bored <laughs> you watch filth come on come on you know you do 
Like I, I, I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Everybody listening to this show, here's what I want you to do. Just every one of you, w- right now, pick up your phone. Just, just hold it in your hand. Now, I want you to uh, to open up what, whatever your favorite web browser. Let's just say it's Chrome. And I want you to go up Let's in the top Let's just say it's Chrome mode. in, you know, I, I don't know, incognito mode maybe. <laughs> or or it, it Possibly. Um, but if you're not in incognito mode and you're on Chrome, walk up to your little search bar and just type the letter P. And try to tell me. Try to tell me the website that automatically comes up is PBS. You know? Because we all know it's not. <laughs> we all know you type in the letter P and it's Pornhub. You, you all know it. Come on. Come on. It's like, well, mine wasn't Pornhub. It's like, yeah, that's, let, let me guess. It's because you use all the other ones. You know? I mean, come on. Come on. You know you do. You know you do. And it's fine. You know? It's totally fine. Well, you know, see, that that's my problem, though. You know, we talk about all this gatekeeper stuff. It's like, wow, you... You know, you didn't earn that Metallica T-shirt. I was, I was listening to Metallica when you had to buy a record. It's like that's how I feel about porn, though. It's like, man, you guys weren't, you guys weren't watching it when you had to work for it. You weren't going to a, you weren't going to the store. You know, you you weren't you weren't going to the, you know, to the to the adult bookstores, you know, and 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 looking, you know, you didn't go in there and buy it. I did. I did. Dude, when I was like 18 years old, there was a store in Erie that I would go inside and they'd be like, oh, hey, we're looking to order some stuff. And they would ask me to, to tell them what they should order. I am not, I am not joking either. I, I swear to God, there was, a, there was an adult bookstore in Erie, Pennsylvania that literally when I would go in, they would ask me to take a look at what they should order. And I swear to God, that's true. I, 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 I'm not making that up. I was considered the guy in Erie that was enough of an expert that people who owned a store should seek my guidance as to what to order. Stop and think about that a minute. <laughs> That's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird when you think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a funny picture too. Um, I I forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> tough noted pornographer. Noted because the noted part is the important part, but oh, of course, of course, that's um, that that well, well, it's it's kind of like you know I was telling someone the other day. It's like um, there there there's, there's those terms. I might have mentioned this on the show. I don't remember, but like like noted pornographer. It's kind of like what 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 do you have to do to get the word disgraced? I think I talked about this. Did we talk about this on the show? Like I don't remember. like I was wondering like what do you have to do to be a disgraced something? You know, like like I'm not a podcaster. You know, there's podcasters, but are you know disgraced pod you always hear that like disgraced politician you know disgrace because well, what does that mean like first of all you had to be you see that's the thing though you you have to be of some sort of status to be able to have that title you you, you have to be rich or successful or famous because if not you're they're just gonna be like eh, he's a guy who lost his job no 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 if you are a you know it, it, most people are just a musician and went to jail but if you were a successful or famous musician that went to jail, then you're disgraced musician. I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I think that that's the that's the goal that we should all have. We should all have the goals have the word noted in front of our title, and disgraced in front of our hobby. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh man, my, I'm telling you, my my brain has just been a big pile of mush lately. I. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. 
I'm uh I'm feeling pretty good. Um, one thing I want to I'm talk- having a good time. Yeah, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I remember I, I sent you today the uh, boot to the cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Video. I remember uh, our guitar player used to smoke, and every single time he'd like smoke and he'd like bend down to get his cable. We'd we'd just totally do boot to the cool. There's and for those of you who don't know, for those of you who haven't seen vulgar videos, and if you haven't seen Pantera's vulgar videos, you probably don't know what we're talking about half the time, anyways. But anyway, so one of the roadies is uh, isn't it Guy Skies or Guy, guy Sykes? Guy, guy Sykes. Sykes. I was I was pronouncing Guy Sykes. Yes, I think right. Yeah, Guy Sykes. He's like working the merch booth, like with a cigarette sticking out of his mouth, and he bends down to pick up a shirt, and Phil kicks the cigarette and goes, "Boot to the cool, yeah, yeah, yeah." So then every time our our guitar player would be smoking, and he'd like go to pick something up, we'd go, "Boot to the cool," and like kick his cigarette. <laughs> he'd get so mad. Anyways, do cools um, even exist? I don't even know. I, I don't, I don't even, even know if they still exist anymore either. But they they should. They they totally should. But Just for uh, that reason. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, I, I'm looking. I'm looking. You're looking? Ooh, okay. I'm looking at the official site. Boot to the cool. Dude, yeah. I, oh, man. So you have to have an account to go to a cigarette website. <laughs> dude, I, I, dude, I've always thought it was hilarious. You should just be able to tell them, I smoke cigarettes. I smoke cigarettes. I just, I find it hilarious that you have to, you have to, like, verify your age and fill out an account to look at a box of cigarettes, but if you want to watch gangbang porn, you can. Ju- you don't even have to. You, you don't even have to click a box. You know, <laughs> you just, just go right in. in. You just go right at it. You're like, you're like, oh. <laughs> it's like, well, look, it's it, it's it's twelve guys, a girl, and a horse. Hey, awesome! You know, just click come play. right in. Oh, God, come right in. God, no pun intended. <laughs> God uh, forbid you look at a picture of a smoke. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> well, I always laugh because now now on on. TV shows and stuff, they put a warning like contains smoking. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, seriously? We're at the point right now where we need to put warnings because someone like smokes and something? Like, oh I don't smoke. I've never smoked. But like, it just seems dumb to me to be like scared of it. I, I don't know. Well, whatever. You but, know, uh, here's the thing though. Like, it, 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 I, like I un- trust me, I understand. Why they're not allowed to advertise cigarettes on TV? Well, advertising things no, no, no. to people versus like you know that, that that's my point. Advertising it is one thing, but having to sign up for an account to look at a picture of one online when you can clearly watch hardcore porn with less of a hassle, I I I I think it's absolutely hilarious. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, Again, like I said, if you if you've never watched like old cigarette commercials, they're they, they, they even I, even I look at that and go, well, okay, yeah, yeah, we we shouldn't air that. It, it'd be like seriously like a fourteen year old kid being like, I can't wait till I can smoke. <laughs> can I smoke too, Dad? Can I? I I, know, I remember Family Guy did that thing where they were like showing a scene from Lassie, and every periodically the guy would just come up on screen and be like, smoke. <laughs> and, well, then were, and then the last one was. Are you smoking yet? <laughs> well, dude, Winston cigarettes were were the official uh, official sponsor of the Flintstones. Yeah, I remember Fred Flintstone would be like, "Man, I sure love these Winston cigarettes." <laughs> uh, and they only dropped that ad. They only stopped being the sponsor when Pebbles was born. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Winston cigarettes. And then, dude, you you had the 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 doctors who uh, the doctors who smoke smoke. Nine camels. out of ten doctors prefer. Yeah, the, the best one though, the best one, my favorite one. If you've never seen it, is where, where this, this this is it's this video. This guy starts off. He's like, he's like, uh, so Christmas is coming, and you you you've got your list of of people you need to send Christmas presents to. Is it getting bigger? Well, that's good. That means your list of friends are getting bigger. Well, what you should do is give them the gift of camels. And he would show them this carton of camel cigarettes. He's like, see, there's even a gift wrap right on the cover. <laughs> I, I just think of the Breakfast Club member. You know what I got for Christmas? I got a carton of cigarettes. My dad grabbed me and said, hey, smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> I own a home. Sorry, that's the best line. Of that. that is the best line in the movie. But, you know, but that brings it full circle. Why? Because Bender was a metalhead. So oh, there we man. go. Oh man! See, but yeah. see that this was all orchestrated to bring it back to metal. <laughs> of course it was. It was all planned. <laughs> you you think we're just spouting nonsense until somehow we stumble back across? Well, the point well, of this then show. then you know, of course you had you had Judd Nelson who he was, was in Airheads. Well, he was harsh too, yeah. Hey man, except for Judd Nelson, he was harsh. But uh, who was in Airheads? He was Jimmy Wing down at Palantine Records. So see, a- it all, it all, it all, it all. By the way, did did you feel it um, when 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 Chaz got uh, an Oscar the other day? Like I had like five people message me all at once. Like five people like messaged me like, dude, did you see? Uh, uh, half of them were like Brendan Fraser, but one was actually. Like, did you see that Chaz got a um, uh, got an Oscar? And I went, oh, poor guy. <laughs> like an Academy Award. Oh man! Um, no, like Homer, I mean, it's like dude, Homer I'll, Simpson, I'll, where he's like, "Here you go," and he hands a guy a reward. Wow! Oh wait, it's a Grammy, and throws yeah. it off the balcony. Yeah, at, at, at least an at least an Oscar actually like helps your career. Um, a hey. Grammy's just an insult. Well, hey, you know what? The the, the thing about it is though, and the, the, you know the. Uh, I, every single time I saw somebody posting about uh, Brendan Fraser, I, I seriously said, dude, he's always going to be Chaz Darby to me. Master of ceremonies. <laughs> well, it, it, it's – well, you, you, do you ever – and again, dude, well, who cares? Who cares if we're talking hogwash for a little while? Um, is every actor one role to you, generally speaking? Mm, no. Not I don't every say actor. every actor, but the vast majority of actors to me – are one, are one role. No, I mean, because, you know, like, well, that's the thing. What most, 99% of people out there probably think of Brendan Fraser as his role in The Mummy. Uh, well, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's Chester Ogilvy to me. But, like, you know, if you look at everybody else in that movie, like Adam Sandler, for instance, I don't think of Adam Sandler as Billy Madison or Happy no, Gilmore. No, no, like, there, he's there are exceptions. I don't, I, like you're right. Three. I don't think of Adam Sandler as anything but Adam Sandler. Like Ernie Hudson, he is the cop from Airheads, you know, O'Malley, and he also is Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters. And he's also it, the, 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 the warden from, from Oz. And, like, he's a bunch of stuff. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily mean he's a nice but I guy that too. The the vast majority, the vast majority of actors, I think of them as. It doesn't matter if I know them from a hundred movies. Oh, by the way, dude, I, I think this is hilarious. Speaking of movies, so um, I've gone to trivia a couple of times lately, just because bars around here really suck. But um, a lot of bars will have like trivia at times, and I'll go down by myself, and some team usually ropes me in to help them. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm good at trivia, so I can usually help out. So we got this category, and it was all going to be movies. And I was like, guys, I'm good at movies. I know it. Dude, the category was Leonardo DiCaprio movies. 
and I had to look at th- 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 there was a couple and they were like hey do you want to be on our team I was like sure I had to look at them and say I've actually never seen a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and they laughed and Which I went which is a shame because I think you'd like Wolf of Wall Street I don't yeah but I can't watch it I was like I've actually never seen one it was like a decade ago I found I realized I'd never seen a, a Leo movie and so now it's one of those things where I just want to see how long I can go without ever doing and Catch it. Me If You Can is an awesome movie. Oh, dude, I know. I know. There are two movies that he's in that I would want to watch. And I can promise you they're not the Titanic and who's eating Gilbert's grapes. It's not those ones. I still I call that movie that. I always call it What's Eating Gilbert's Grapes. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just assume the movie's about <laughs> tongue in somebody's balls. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> Grapes, ball. I, 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 by balls, I mean not once but twice. <laughs> not once, but, or what's eating Gilbert's grapes? Actually, I, I lied. It sounds to me like a movie about crabs. <laughs> I got a case of the crabs. What can I say? Bon Scott provided know, the soundtrack. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I just. Um, it's um. <laughs> no, seriously, I've never seen any of them. And I was like, God, you got to be. And I looked at him. I was like, literally. I'm pretty good with movies. It would be very hard to pick a category, a movie category. <laughs> the way you said that, it reminds me of Wayne's World 2. Like, Garth, listen, look, I know where we are. I'm pretty good with maps. <laughs> I'm pretty good with maps. Um, but seriously, I was like, I was having trouble thinking, like, what are general movie categories that you could pick that I would be worse at? Um, yep, that's that's pretty high on the list. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, no so I'm terrible. I'm excited, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take up a little bit of the show because I, I I even you know messaged the people at work and told them I'm excited because I would consider myself to be what is called back now. Um, He's back in I'm the back saddle in again. the saddle again. I'm back. That's a song you should cover. Um, uh, but anyway, so. You know, I've I've been away from live music for a long time. I've got some some family members whom are you know that that I'm very, very close with whom have some health issues. So, you know, the pandemic really pulled me out of live shows, and it's one of those things where it's really hard to get going again. Um, but I went to my first you know Devils game in a long time a few weeks ago, um, and you know I, I, I'm officially ready to close the books on that chapter. So I had now have. Three sets of concert tickets. I'm going to see Morbid Angel with Crypta and Revocation and and, and another band that, that we'll get to that in a minute because there's something I kind of wanted to talk about on in New York City on April 11th. So if you're going to be at that show, shoot the show a message and, uh, you know, maybe we'll meet up for, you know, if you're around in, in the city beforehand, maybe we can meet up for a beer or something. Um, I'm seeing the original Misfits with... Uh, with Gaslight Anthem, which I don't know how that works, but, you know, cool, whatever. But also with Fear, and I love Fear. Um, Fear is Mr. an old... Mr. Body. Yeah, Mr. Body leaving. Um, and he, he was also, way, he was also in the movie, what was it? Oh, there's a movie with Willem Dafoe in it, and he played like a motorcycle gang leader. It was like Warzone or something like that, or... I forget, but it was an awesome movie, and he played his, like, assistant looking in the motorcycle game. Um... Streets of Fire. There you go, Streets of Fire. So uh, that was an awesome movie. I I watched it one random night on like Netflix or something, and I was like, wow, this movie's awesome. Um, I just think they, they literally have a sledgehammer fight at the end of the movie. Like they each get a sledgehammer and they fight. 
I mean, any movie that ends with a sledgehammer fight rules. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not Peter Gabriel. Um, so I'm going to see the original Misfits with Fear. And dude, Fear is awesome. You know why? Belushi was John Belushi from Saturday Night Live was was notoriously a big metalhead. Like uh, I, I was reading um, the, the I sent it to you the book uh, Wild and Crazy Guys, and. Um, like there, it's a it's a book about '80s comedy, so it's about Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray and Steve, Mar- all those guys. And I, I thought you'd really enjoy it. I sent you a giant box of books, like it had all the Kiss biographies in it and stuff like that. That no, I'd I don't finish. watch a giant box of porno, Andy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the line from the Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I sent you a big box of books, and one of those was Wild and Crazy Guys. But in that book, it talked about how Dan Aykroyd got. Belushi into like blues which then spawned the Blues Brothers and how Belushi kind of got Aykroyd into listening to some like rock, rock, you know rock and heavy metal because Belushi was listening to like Black Sabbath and Zeppelin and Priest and all that stuff and he was really into it and he was into the hardcore scene too so he, you know he he brought fear from the west coast up into up to Saturday Night Live and when fear played Saturday Night Live they brought their own well at the time they were called slam dancers but, you know, basically moshers. And they literally destroyed the stage and caused, like, I think it was like $100,000 or more of damage. And they were banned from ever playing Saturday Night Live ever again. Um, so I can't wait to see them open up for the Misfits. And, you know, I got I got a decent price ticket because I managed to work my way into the pre-sale. And then I'm going to go see Ghost and Amani Marth in, in August. So that's only the three that I've found so far that I'm able to see. Um... There's some shows out in Brooklyn I'd love to get to. It's just Brooklyn's difficult to get to. Like if I miss that last train going back home to Jersey, I either have a hundred dollar cab ride ahead of me, or I'm stuck sleeping on a park bench until six a.m. when the trains and buses start again. So um, I, I tend to like not go to the Brooklyn shows, but I'm super excited to see Crypta and Revocation. Um, you know, Morbid Angel, I've seen them before. I totally respect Morbid Angel. They're just not one of my favorite death metal bands. So I'll see what the vibe is. Um, but man, I'm I'm gonna do my best to be front row front row uh, for Revocation and uh, front row stage left for uh, for Crypta. So I can so I can hang out with uh, with with Taina and Fernanda who are who are just awesome. Like they're just awesome bass player, awesome front person, awesome guitar player. Um, it's funny because when I'm front row, I, I don't know about you, dude, you're front row at a lot of shows. Yep. When you're front row, are you getting into it or are you like sitting there, seriously sitting there like watching them? If I am literally front row, I'm front row because I want to watch them. That's like, I want to be front row because I want to watch Taina, um, play guitar and I want to watch Dave Davidson play guitar. Like there's, there's parts of revocation songs where truthfully and honestly, it's going to be as exciting for me to be like, Oh, I got to watch him play that so I can know how he plays it as it is to actually see the band live. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but as a guitar player, like when I go home from seeing a live show, I want to do nothing else but play guitar for like the next week. Um, by the way, let me throw this out. Yeah. Front row is where you are if you want to watch the band, but you got to go at least 10 rows back if you want to properly hear them yeah, in yeah, small yeah. clubs because the PA is up above you and you got to go like 20 feet back before you can hear it because yeah. at that point you're hearing mostly st- it's like you can't hear the vocals and if the band doesn't have any stage volume you just you don't hear much it kind of sucks um so what 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 I would normally do is go up I I always go up front row for a little while and then usually halfway through the set I'll I'll go back a little bit so I can 
hear the rest of it uh, unless it's a band i really just want to be up front all night but yeah anyway, the, the crypt, crypta and revocation i want to be up front morbid angel i'll be happy to hang back um and then you know uh i've got and then uh the other the other thing that makes me feel like i'm back is uh i've i'm st- i'm talking to a tattoo artist local to get my black tooth grin tattoo which means you need to get your naked lady tattoo um that that was the deal if you remember um, as soon as yeah, I get that black tooth yeah. grin tattoo, you got to start looking at a naked lady tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so I, but I, no, am I'm actually, on, I am getting a tattoo, by the way, in Amsterdam um, this summer. Uh, not a naked lady, but I am going to get a, a tattoo in Amsterdam. I already reached out to the tattoo artist. I'm like, dude, your art is way too cool. You're, you're, you're way. T- I, 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 I have to get some ink from you while I'm out there. I have no idea what I'm going to get or where I'm going to put it, you know, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I've uh, we'll figured out. But I'm talking to I'm talking to this artist about uh, a couple different tattoos. First, I'm going to get my black tooth grin uh, tattoo on my shin, which is where Dime had his. And then I am getting. Um, I'm going to talk to him. I want some sort of hockey, you know, mixed with Jason Voorhees. I want I want some kind of concept where Jason Voorhees's mask is used inside of like some sort of hockey tattoo. The guy is really, really talented. Like he does photorealistic black and gray work. I sent I sent Duff some of his pictures of his work. Um, super awesome, like artist. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with because I can't think of how I kind of want that presented. Um, I think just like the mask with two goalie sticks behind it is stupid and and just kind of you know boring. I think it would be really cool if I could if like they, you know we could come up with something. Even if it was like literally like a goalie, but it's like Jason as the goalie or something like that, you know, or something cool like that. But I don't even know where I want to put it. But uh, well, I, I think the moral of the story is this: <laughs> Rex finally got his pubes. No, I, I I feel like I'm back. I'm writing music. I'm I'm writing and recording. I'm doing some cover songs to kind of warm up. But I've got some riffs written. If I could write lyrics and I felt good about vocals, I'd already have like three or four songs out. So. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. I feel great. I'm going to go pick a fight. I'm going to so, go pick a fight. So, I mean, if you're around at the Prudential Center for the Misfits, um, you know, in July, if you're around, uh, you know, with uh, if you're around for the, the Morbid Angel show in NYC, let me know. If you know of any other cool shows happening in the summertime, especially in the summertime, it's easy for me to get places because my work, my workload slows down a little bit. Um, if you're aware of anything cool happening, because I accidentally found out about the Misfits at the Prudential Center. I literally was sitting there and someone on my social media feed mentioned it. I hadn't heard about it. I didn't know they were coming to Jersey. So uh, it's going to be cool to see the Misfits in New Jersey. I mean, they're from Lodi. So, you know, they're they're, they're it's, it's going to be one of the shows where they get to actually finish the show and go home. Um, Lodi is like, I think, half an hour from the Prudential Center. So. Um, it's going to be really cool to see. I can't wait to see Fear. Fear is a big bonus. I wish I was on the leg of the tour that instead of Gaslight Anthem, it had Megadeth. But unfortunately, I won't. But um, yeah, man, it's going to be real cool. Um, it's it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, can't wait. I'm back. I feel like I feel like myself more so than I have in a few years. So uh, I'm going to get some tattoos, go see some shows, play some music, do my podcast drink some whiskey that's pretty much what my life was uh you know for the first like you know three you know half at least half (laughs) for the second half i should say second half of my life was pretty much just that well you know 
whatever whatever gets you there, man. You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's cool that it's the original Misfits too. Like I've I've seen the Misfits before without Danzig. I saw them uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania, and that was another show I was front row center for. Um, uh, you know, in Erie, Pennsylvania, I remember somebody was trying to force their way in front of me, and I literally looked at him and I I literally said to them like. They, they stuck their arm in front of me to try to pull themselves like, you know, past me. And they weren't being cool about it, like saying, hey, dude, can I get in here or anything? They literally were trying to push me out of the way. I literally looked at him and said, you you keep trying to shove me out of the way. I'm going to break your arm. <laughs> like, I was pissed because they were just being a, a dick, you know, like if, you, if you'd like to get like, you know, wiggle your way into the show. I get that. But don't shove me out of the way to get there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, well, <laughs> uh, I I pretty much hate people in general, um, but as long as they don't kick me in the head when they when they stage dive. Well, but you punch them in the balls anyway, so yeah. Well, it, it it's kind of beyond punching. It's um, it, no, it's, you're like it's, it's you're like Ryu in Street Fighter. You're like, whoa, dude, yeah, <laughs> that, that is complete destruction. Um, <laughs> it's like Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that, that, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I, dude. I had to at least shattered one of the two. There, there's he's, no way he, both of them were were maintained there. He he probably got he shape. probably got to the front row and security was like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "One of them popped." How <laughs> <laughs> was the show last night? Well, well. minus losing one of them. <laughs> For those what of happened? you who don't know, when uh, when when Duff was at a show way back in high school, somebody was crowd surfing and managed to kick him in the back of the head. So he literally not just like smacked him no he literally wound up and like haymakered him right in the nuts as they went up over his head the the literally as hard as i i'm talking straight up uppercut <laughs> like it was the way you describe it though was like you didn't just like punch you like wound up like it was like straight out of a comic book where you see like the character punching into the screen where like their body is like 10 feet behind them like no i i am serious man there's probably flames coming off your knuckles <laughs> I, I i i'm pretty sure like i literally lifted off the floor i was you know <laughs> and he was, he was like whoa dugan <laughs> some people deserve it though man you know it's like dude you're, you're gonna stage dive with combat boots and flail around it's like dude you deserve a nut punch well, like the general rule when you're when you're not stage diving, when general rule when you're crowd surfing, crowd is surfing you're everybody. supposed to like hook your like feet together so you don't kick anybody, and that's exactly it. I've I've been kicked with crowd surfers before. Like, look, I, I get it's part of being in on the floor and, and everything else like that. I can't say that I've ever nut punched anybody who's crowd surfed, but I certainly have had some people dropped on my head because you don't see them coming. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, it's not like the person in front of you is like, "Hey, dude, crowd surfer." They just land on top of you. Um. See, I've never crowd surfed for two reasons. A, I think it's stupid, and B, fat guys and crowd surfing. They don't go together. If you don't believe me, watch what happens when a fat guy goes crowd surfing. Everybody just kind of coincidentally moves out of the way at the same time. The the <laughs> worst crowd surfing experience I remember was a guy was crowd surfing when I saw Slayer. And he literally fell face first in front. Because like it, and the thing is that he just he got to the mosh pit. And no one was going to catch him in the mosh pit because nobody saw him coming. So he literally just, like, I, I I don't know if, like, the people in front were just, like, to hell with this guy and, like, threw him or what. But he got to the front, the edge of the mosh pit and fell face first into the ground 
gets up, looks at me because I was standing right at the edge of the mosh pit because I was going in and out of the pit. He just looks at me, blood pouring down his face and goes, Slayer! And goes straight into the pit. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like Jack Black in um in uh, School of Rock at the beginning of the movie when he goes to, when he goes to stage dive and he just hits the ground. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, um, I'm seriously I hate stage diving. I I will gladly admit it is it is one step beneath karate in the pit. Eh, I depend. It depends. It depends on. There are some shows where it's expected. Um, look, I mean, look, if you, like I said, if you want to be on the, in my opinion, if you want to be on the floor, especially like near the front stage diving, uh, 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 crowd surfing, moshing, all that stuff is a possibility. Like if you don't want to deal with that crap, like stick to the back, like that's my opinion. I mean, I know that there are other people who are like, no, that's not right. Blah, blah, blah. But I I mean, look, it's been a part of concerts now. It's been a part of like rock and metal concerts now for decades since way before I, you and I were born. So not it's not like you and I are going to sit well, here and change it. I don't disagree with you at all. But I'm saying if you are going to jump off of a stage into a crowd of people and expect to lay on top of them, you expect to get punched in the nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know about that. Your but... nuts are on my head. I don't want them on my head. <laughs> I'm going to get them off my head. And coincidentally, my knuckles are right here. Hadouken! <laughs> what? It's not my fault. He should have been wearing a cup. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Oh, what? man. So, oh. anyways, long story short, I'm going to be at a lot of concerts, hopefully, especially over the summer. Like, literally, if any band that I'm even slightly interested in comes to town, I am there. Uh, Havoc's touring, actually, too, but I think Havoc's playing in Brooklyn, so I'm going to have to figure out if I can get out there. Uh, Havoc is, I think, coming to New York City. So Yeah, I'm Havoc is see. playing with who? Why am I blanking? Uh, not the who. Um, no, no, no. It's, um, 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 they're touring with someone that I wanted to see. Um, yeah, I, I got it right uh, here. It, well, wait, see. hold on, wait. It's Sacred Reich and somebody else. Uh, I forget who it is. I got to look. It's Sacred Reich and somebody else. Um, I think, I swear to God, it's Sacred Reich. Hold on, hold on. Havoc, Sacred Reich. I swear that's what I saw. I'm on their Facebook. Let me see. Oh, no, Toxic Holocaust. They're touring with Toxic Holocaust, a band, and we'll get to this, a band I can't tell, and Hammerhead. That's what I see for 2023. Hmm. And they are playing. I thought they are. Uh, why am I confused? Hold on. Wait a second. Is it that Sacred Reich. And they're Reich playing is... in Brooklyn on August 5th. Maybe Sacred Reich. Why? I'm confused now. Um, no, Havoc's definitely playing with Toxic Holocaust. And I don't know if this oh. band is called EM or Jam or what, but. I, I remember now. You're right. It's. Sacred Reich is touring. I with, am. Sacred Reich is touring with Municipal Waste and Carcass. Ooh, and it is going to not near me. Um, uh, I thought it was going. It's going to Brooklyn, April thirteenth, <sighs> Warsaw. Oh, I can't make it. Yeah, Irving Plaza. That's actually really, really close. Um, Irving Plaza is actually where I'm going to go see Morbid Angel like two days before that. That would have been an awesome show, man. Carcass, Municipal Waste, Sacred Reich, and Creeping Death. Yeah, I've heard a cre- I've heard Creeping Death. They're not bad. 
Um, yeah, the summertime's easier for me to go because it's hard for me to get into the city and get home, especially when the doors are like at six o'clock because I got to get out of work to get on a bus or get on a train and get to the city. Um, and during rush hour, that's a big enough nightmare as it is. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's well, a, and pain. a show like that. You certainly want to be there early because you don't want to miss Sacred Reich. Well, that's what I mean. So they, it's it's hard to get to multiple shows in the city, um, like back to back to well, back. Because I'm going to take the day off on the. I'm probably going to take the day off the day I go see Morbid Angel and just go into the city and hang out. I haven't been. I've only been to Manhattan once since 2019. So it'll be cool just to go there. Maybe I'll hit some. I won't hit any record stores because I don't want to freaking buy any records, and I know I will if I go. Because, you know, try carrying records through a concert and having those survive, especially when you want to actually be up in front. Um, and I'm going to probably I'm going to probably buy tour shirts from from Revocation and Crypta. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. Probably just go drink some beers and stuff before the show. It's <laughs> what I would do. I mean, especially considering the fact that, um, you know, if you don't have to if you're taking a bus or a train, you don't have to drive home. No, I'm not. I would never drive into the city. Not not to a Manhattan show. Maybe a Brooklyn show, but not to a Manhattan show. No, no. Well, I I mean I I know. Um, that's my point. Like if you're not driving home, it's stupid because by the time you pay the tolls to get in and out of the city, it's gonna it'd be like way more than a, pl- a, a bus or train ticket. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, and I mean, I have friends that live in the city. If I ever got in a real difficult position, there's people I could reach out to who would let me like you know, couch surf, but. <laughs> oh man, you know I shouldn't tell this story, but the last time I was in Manhattan, um, I, I, I look, I was, uh, I, I was when I went into, um, I, I went into Jersey to see, um, uh, to see Iron Maiden, and you know I took a train from from New York, from upstate New York, and um, so I was at, you know, I was at the the train station, so I, I had. I had like three or four hours of, of, of waste, you know, of free time in the afternoon between trains. So I just went, you know, I walked around and went to Times Square and all that. I just hadn't been there in a long time. So I'm walking around. Man, I love when someone asks me for money. It's just, it's funny. <laughs> you know, I stopped to get a water dog because that's what I do. You know, they're gross. I don't care. You got to get one. So I got a hot dog, and you know, some guys looking at me because you know I get change back in cash. The guy was like, "Hey, man, can I get some of your change?" I looked at him and I went, <laughs> "You're funny." <laughs> I just started walking. <laughs> I was probably just looking at him, going, <laughs> "You got an effing problem?" Oh, I just went, "You're funny." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I almost congratulated the guy. I was, I was like, "Good, you're funny. Good job. You should, <laughs> dude. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> you should try. Yeah, you might, you might have a career in that. You're, you're actually pretty funny." Oh man, I'm horrible. Who are you talking to? <laughs> hey, hey, do you got any extra money? Yeah, and it's not going to you. <laughs> if I'm giving anybody a dollar, it's gonna be in a thong. All right, <laughs> and don't prove to me you're wearing one, buddy, because I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Oh, I'm surprised man. you didn't go to uh, Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Uh, it's not I too far had, from Times Square. I only had a couple hours, man. I, I didn't want to go somewhere That's I'd true. be tempted to spend. You'd have missed Maiden. Oh, <laughs> dude, it's like it's like uh, I'm going to be in Jersey. It's like I, I I know I know Larry Flint's got a club there, but it's like eh, yeah, I'm not going to have. I'm going for work. I'm not going to have time to do anything in Jersey in, uh, in Vegas. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. It, it's just uh, you'd walk into, actually, you'd walk into Larry Flint's club and they'd be like, "This is it. This is the day we've been waiting for." It break glass and like sound the alarm. <laughs> 
No, I would walk in and you know what I would say. I'd the walk perverts in and tell back. everybody the perverts back. And tell everyone the perverts back. <laughs> no, you know, you know, it would it would be like in Fight Club. The they they they'd serve me a drink and go here, sir. Yeah. Hello, sir. <laughs> Hello, sir. <laughs> Your you usual know. spot, sir, but I've never been here before. Oh, don't worry. We're ready, sir. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd look at them and go, how is my ass print on the bar stool and I've never even been here? <laughs> it, it's like it's like some higher being. They took a life cast while you were sleeping one night <laughs> and pre-broke pre it in for you. <laughs> oh, man. You know? <laughs> like, oh, please, they wouldn't give you a stool. You'd have a throne. <laughs> I have my own office. Yeah. You know? We we've kept your room just as you like it. No, no, dude. It would be like in the Sopranos when when uh Tony has to like go back to the office. You know, he has to pretend he he works at the office of Brown Sanitation and he goes in and they're like, Well, um, you know, they knew he had an office, but it was just piled with boxes. You know. Uh, I'd be like, Oh, well, uh, I guess we didn't expect to see you back in the office anytime, sir. Anytime soon. Oh, actually, that's a great scene of The Sopranos because he totally nails that that uh, that secretary that works there, and I don't yep. mean like nicely, like he 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 really. I remember uh, he, that he really goes at that one. Like he really well, she wasn't much of a looker, but man, did he 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 gave it to her. Um, no, you know what? I got to tell he you, gave I, it to her like Phil Campbell gave it to that cigarette. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, Phil, uh, Phil Campbell was going to town on that cigarette. Let me tell you. Uh, no, I, I actually, interestingly enough, do not have uh, do not have tickets for any shows. Um, this I, I, other than Vakin, I don't have tickets to any shows, and it's not on purpose. It's just I, I keep seeing tours like like the Carcass show, but I mean it's in Brooklyn, which you know it's a pain in the ass for you to get to Brooklyn. I no, it's not a, in Brooklyn. It's Irving or, Plaza. Irving Plaza is in Manhattan. No, no, sorry. The, that one, uh, you said that that one, the ones in Irving Plaza, and I'm like, it's a mat. It's just a, uh, you know, it's like, oh well, I get it. It's a five hour train ride, and then I can't take the train until the next day home. So it's like I got to take two whole days off work to do it. And it's like, eh, all right, never mind. I won't go. Um, that just, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make. Eh, you work remote. You can come crash at my house. Um, where is it? In the summertime, just come crash here. You yeah, can work so from where my house. Yeah, it, it says the Carcass Municipal Waste Show is a, it's in Brooklyn. I saw Irving Plaza. It says Brooklyn, New York, Warsaw. Really? Did I make look not look at the right one? I'm looking. Oh, and was it two different tours, maybe? Because they're not touring with Sacred Reich. Sacred Reich's playing in, uh, playing with, uh, uh, playing at Irving Plaza. I'm saying Carcass Municipal Way, Sacred Reich, and Creeping Death are playing Brooklyn, Warsaw, uh, April 13th. No, April 13th, I'm seeing Irving Plaza, New York. Oh, well, I'm looking at a different page then. Yeah, I'm looking, at- I'm looking at Ticketmaster right now, and it says Carcass oh. Municipal Way, Sacred Reich, Creeping Death, Irving Plaza, New York, New York. Well, I wonder if the, I wonder if the venue switched. Um, That's happened before. When I yeah, when no, I saw Cannibal happen. Corpse a few years ago, um, the club get this. When I saw Cannibal Corpse a few years ago, the club that they were supposed to play had a literal dumpster fire in the back. No one was hurt. The club was okay. That's why I'm laughing. But it's you know they always hear like, oh, that's a dumpster fire. They literally yeah. had a dumpster fire, so they had to move it to Irving Plaza. So the shirt I have from Holy the tour, which is 
crap. Destroyed. What? Holy crap. No, you're right. It is at the Irving Plaza. Dude, it's carcass, and tickets are $105. Seriously? Or are these? Oh, I'm, are they, let me dude, see. It, this can't be sold out already. Oh, sorry. The, there are general admission seats for 41 bucks. I lied. Oh, that's not bad. They're just, I didn't realize there were tables. Yeah, that they, you don't want the tables suck at Irving Plaza. They're like off to the side. bucks for a table seat. Like there's a balcony. Like who the hell wants to watch a death? And the balcony is like the side. Who the hell wants to watch from the side balcony? And at Irving Plaza, if it's the one I'm thinking of, which I'm pretty sure I'm looking at it right now, there's a bar. Like every there's like three bars there, so it's not like you need to like have booze service. Irving Plaza is when I where I saw I've seen Corpse there before. Uh, oh yeah, I know Irving Plaza. I've seen Corpse there before. I forget who else I saw there. They have a lot of metal shows there though. Yeah, oh that 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 totally works. I just man, and I did, I am not saying there aren't tours that are happening somewhere in like Albany or Syracuse where I can go. I just haven't seen any posted yet, um, or I haven't come across any. I, I should probably look. Um, in fact, I'm going to do that right now. Um, yeah, I just, I just can't, I can't go to everything, unfortunately. No, no, I, I get. That. Well, I could I mean, go, pay, I, I could go pay way too much money to see Imani Marth and Ghost. Um, which nothing uh, against that show. It's not even a, a, a about Ghost. It's just like, yeah. Um, I'm looking. I at, have a reason for going. So I'm looking at metal concerts coming up in Syracuse. I don't live in Syracuse, but uh, close enough. Uh, Skid Row, Park Avenue leads to. Yeah, it's Skid Row with. The guy from American Idol, no, whatever, he not American Idol, Idol from another country, and Great White, which means not Jack Blades, so that's cool. <laughs> I wouldn't go see Great White. Yeah, well, yeah, especially not in a small club, folks. Um, and then, I know okay, that, yeah, yeah, look, let me tell you why I, I'm I not shouldn't going. make fun of that, but <laughs> no, I know. Let Nothing me, will ever be as funny as the meme. Somebody <laughs> great white kills kills their all of their twelve fans. Or it something. was a hundred and something, but yeah. Um, <laughs> great by the way, kills. by the way, let me explain to you why I'm not going to any shows. In, I don't have tickets for any shows in Syracuse right now. Let's see, April Head PE and Crazy Town oh, yeah. with Tantric. Oh, there you go. Yeah, not going to that one. Uh, Fozzie, I've seen Fozzie. They're fun, but I'm not going out of my way to see them live. Um, Skid Row without Sebastian and Great White without Jack Blades. Not going. OTEP. Not going. Filter. Yeah. Not going. Falling in reverse. No idea what that means, but not going. <laughs> Mudvayne with non-point Guar and Butcher Babies. Not going. Pantera Lamb of God. A. I'm so glad it's when I'm still in Europe because not going. <laughs> Good. Dude, I swear to God, if I had to see another show with Lamb of God, I would, I would seriously... I would punch myself in the nuts as much as I punch that dude if I have to see Lamb of God in concert again. Yeah, Vader um, is playing here Wednesday. I wish I could go to that, oh, but I can't make it. Halloween is playing here in May. On May ooh, May 20th is Halloween. By the way, Alice Creators, Cooper... Def ooh, shoot. I almost dropped the S word. Creator's nope. playing here June 10th. Alice Cooper, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. I would consider that one, but it's also when I'm in Europe. Um, but I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. Um it's 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 crazy to me that I keep stumbling upon tours and it's like, dude, no one is, um, you know, Syracuse, Albany. I would even drive to Rochester if I had to. Um, 
if if that's what I needed to do. But dude, I I'm just I'm I'm totally coming up. Um, I'm just I'm I'm yeah. totally coming up blank. The decibel the decibel tour this year would be kind of cool to see. It's dark funeral, cattle decapitation, uh, two hundred stab wounds. I I love how we're just sitting here reading um reading tours. Like <laughs> this is this is our podcast now. We're sitting here reading tours. Well, it's not my fault I didn't get a chance to look it up earlier. Might as well look it up now. Um, oh, obituary's playing here May 4th at Irving Plaza. Who are they touring with, I wonder? Huh. I wonder who they're Let playing with. They're not coming to Central New York. Let me guess. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, dude, this is, it drives me nuts. Dude, King's X was playing was playing somewhere. Not well, I, I think I think I don't remember if he said it was in, in New York City or what, but I'm like, dude, King's X is playing. Yeah, yeah, obituary is not coming here either. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's obituary, immolation, blood cantation, and ingrown. I dude, um I love immolation, love obituary. I would go in a second. Uh I mean l- luckily I've it's seen on May obituary. the fourth, too. Luckily I've seen obituary was it twice or three times? I'd have to think two or three times I've seen obituary and uh, I've never seen immolation. Interestingly enough, but I am seeing him this summer. Um, so anyway, okay. Yeah. Circle back where the way we got on this um, was that you were talking about seeing a lineup for bands and you had a serious, an actual like belly laugh over the flyer. Because of one of the band's logos. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so before I go see shows, if I'm not familiar with the bands, I generally like to check them out. Like, you know, like a normal person does. Hey, what do these guys sound like? What do they sound like? And I look up the flyer for Morbid Angel. I'm like, oh, I know Revocation. And, and Skeletal Remains is actually doing the first part of it, which so I've seen Skeletal Remains before, but I love Skeletal Remains. So I really wish they were on the New York City show, but they're not. So I see, okay, Revocation, obviously I'm very familiar with them. Crypta, I pre-ordered their album before it was even released. Morbid Angel, I'm familiar with. You know, they've they've been around forever and a day. So I see this last band, and you and I sent you the logo, and I'm like, what is the name of this band? Because I'm literally like, I want to check them out. They're they're in between Crypta and Revocation, so I'm like, what am I in? Like, if I, if I go front row for Crypta, because I think they're opening the show, like, what am I going to be in for? Like, you know, what am I going to sit through? Is it going to be something where I'm like, oh, God, how many more songs? Or is it going to be something where I'm like, oh, this is really cool. So I sent you. You and I were literally looking at this logo, trying to figure it out. We we came up with like four different scenarios. And eventually we found out the band is Vitriol. And I was like, you know, now that I know it, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see it. Like now that I know what it's supposed to say, I can kind of see it. But it just reinforced what we've said on the show before. I'm like, I honestly wanted to make a genuine effort to listen to your band, to find your music, to see if I was really into it. I I, mean, I wanted to I wanted to make the effort, and I couldn't read your freaking logo. Yeah, well, like, sadly, you can't Google a logo. Yeah, like like no no no. Actually, you probably could. Like if you were to scan that image. Yeah, and put maybe. it on Google. You, I swear to God, you would end up on a porn site because it looks like a pile of spunk. Like it just does. Like, I, and I'm like, I'm like, literally trying to figure out. 
Like, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I understand the trend, and I understand it's cool and it's hip or whatever to, to oh, we're going to make our logo a bunch of lines with squiggles coming out of it that doesn't look like a word that anyone would recognize, you know, and, you know, we're going to be cool, and that way we're like, we feel exclusive. I don't know if it's because you want to feel exclusive or, oh, that way that only people who know, know. And I'm like... I've listened to metal my entire life. I listened to death metal, black metal, you know, doom metal, thrash metal, everything. Like, I I can get my hand, you know, everything. I, I don't like all metal. I mean, there are some metal genres or bands that I'm just not into. That's fine. You know, like, you probably don't like some of the bands I like. That that Who cares? Like, I'm not here to tell you what to listen to. But I'm thinking to myself, and look, I'm not telling this band they have to change their logo to, like, plain block font. They can do whatever they want. I'm just saying, you got a guy here who genuinely wants to go and check out your music, and you literally make it hard to do. Like, what is the benefit in this? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. When bands make their logos impossible for anyone to read unless you know exactly what it says already, what do you get out of it? Like, what's the benefit? Is it so your audience stays small? Is it so people can't find your music and check out your band? I shouldn't have to Google who is touring with Morbid Angel when I have the flyer directly in front of my face to figure out what your band is so I can listen to it. By the way, I'm not really into them. So, I mean, it was no big loss for me. They're 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 more on like a... I, I think I described to you their Cryptopsy if Cryptopsy wasn't as good as Cryptopsy. At least in my opinion. Look, if they're your favorite band, awesome. Not trying to crap on your parade. Not trying to like ruin your your favorite band. Not talking trash at all. I'm just saying, not my thing. You know, not my thing. I'm definitely going to be up front for Crypta. Definitely going to be up front for Revocation. Morbid Angel, I'll probably back off a little bit. But I'm thinking to myself, like, I I just don't understand it. Like, I, I thought the whole point of putting out an album was to get people to listen to it. I thought the whole the whole point of being in a band was to express yourself and share that like artwork with people. But this is literally like it, it's it'd be like painting a picture and putting it up in a museum and hanging a sheet over it and saying, "Hey, you know, if you don't know what the picture looks like already, I, I don't know what to tell you." Well, uh, clearly, so clearly, you it doesn't help you get your name out there. Clearly, it doesn't help you have people find your music. Like, I mean, if you're touring with a band like Morbid Angel, you obviously want to people to know who you are. Like, you don't join a major tour like that to like not get exposure. I mean, look, I know there are some bands with illegible logos that are that are really successful. I know that that's the case, but like, arguably, Cattle Decapitation. No, logo I was going to say very difficult to read. They have a very difficult to read to read logo. Um. I I I I totally get it. But I just wonder are there like are there like a series of groupies out there that are handing out blowies to bands with logos that can't read like is that what it is? It's like oh, oh no no no. I only want to be with the guy in the band who I can't read his logo. Like has any groupie ever said that? I just seriously, both of our female listeners, tell me right now. <laughs> if you're gonna hook up with a guy in a band, is that your criteria? Because if that's true, then okay. You, I, I now know why they do it. I now know why they do it. Because otherwise, you're in a band for one of a couple of reasons, right? To share your music with others, which you can't do if no one can read your logo. To get blowies from 
<laughs> if that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? I don't get it. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't know, man. But there, there's some things I'll never understand. Uh, I, the, clearly, some things I just won't, because you know, <laughs> I just don't get it. Maybe I'm old, uh, but it doesn't, it's not because I'm old, because this isn't a new trend. This is not a new trend at all. Maybe I got it in the tape trading days. Maybe then when in the tape trading days, it was literally people in an inside circle trading tape. Okay, maybe. Fine. But like, I understand like if if you're like one of those- If I can't Google you, I can't find you. Plain and simple. I, I understand it if you're like one of those bands like true Norwegian black metal who you say- Generally, people like we want to stay underground. Like we want only certain people to like recognize who we are, or know know our music or whatever. But again, you don't join. Like obviously, this band wants exposure, and I'm I'm not trying to. By the way, again, we don't crap on bands. I'm not criticizing this band from the standpoint of, you know, I'm not saying they're dumb or their music sucks. No, or you're, you're you shouldn't making, listen you're, you're to them or shouldn't the like trend them. of what they're doing. But, but I, I and, and honestly, I'm not even really criticizing it. I'm just a, I'm literally asking a question like why, like why would you not want to make your logo something people could actually read so they could say, hey, wonder what that band is? Because if I'm walking down the street wearing that band's shirt, unless you already know who they are, chances are you're not going to be able to figure out who they are. Like well, we it, we know the secret. There are there are two rules to a good band logo. There there are two. One is that you can tell what it says. And two, that you can sketch it on the back of your notebook. Because all the bands who I could draw their their logo, those were the bands whose logos got put on my notebook. If I couldn't draw your logo, I wasn't putting your logo on my notebook. Now, that sounds silly. Maybe kids don't do that now. But I know I did. I, I put band logos all over everything, but I have no artistic ability. So I can't I can't draw one that's complicated. But you know the you know the Metallica logo or whatever, which isn't hard to draw. Whatever it is, man, it, it's. But again, hey, like I said, it works, dude. Cattle decapitation's popular. You know what? What's that band with the vaping dude who I made fun of? I can't think of their name. Um, oh, 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 oh! It has like a girl's name or something, like a woman's name, kind of. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, the, their logo's Lorna Shore. No, is that what? No. Yeah, yeah, Lorna Shore. No, 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 that's who it is. Yeah, dude, I swear to God, I heard them on Sirius the other day, and I actually thought it was My Chemical Romance, and then it went into like, I went, what? Like it, it was like half My Chemical Romance, half like grindcore. I was really confused, and I saw it come up with Lorna Shore. I was like, all right, not making fun. It's just further proof that I don't get it. And you can turn it off. You can say, nope, this guy's this guy's an old man, <laughs> and he knows nothing. I'm like, well, that's fine. Um. Some things I don't get, you know, um, I will, I will. And look, I'm, I'm not saying I don't listen to bands with illegible logos because I do, but I guess it was a little less weird to me 30 years ago when you were physically buying a record and if you already didn't know who it was, then you might just be enticed by the look of it. I'm not saying that album covers don't matter now. We talk all the time about how they do. But the ability to look you up on YouTube in the year 2023, I would say is pretty important. 
Everybody who goes to the show, if they like that band, they want to go home and look them up. And if they're and if they could read the name, it would be a, a hell of a lot easier. Um, and, and again, hey, whatever, man. You know, if you want to, if you want, if you want to have a logo, you know, you your 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 band name is, you know, Goat Hooker, and I think your name is Spunk Splat because that's what it looks like. Then I'm going to Google Spunk Splat, not Google Goat Hooker, and therefore I'll find a different band and not yours. Um, I, there's probably a Goat Hooker. I'm assuming. I, I would. No, assume I'm sure there's a Goat a everything. Goat, like goat hair is one of them. I think Goat Hua. Um, I know there's a Goat Whore, but I, there needs to be a Goat Hua. <laughs> um, uh, a Goat Hooker, you know, Goat Sex Worker, whatever. There's there's probably all of them. Goat Lady of the Night. Goat streetwalker, whatever you want to use, whatever term you want to do. Goat escort, uh, goat working lady, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, um, whatever, whatever term for the world's oldest profession you want to use. There's probably one with the name goat next to it. Um, now I don't know what a goat hooker would be, you know, um, I, I because I, I don't know who's paying a goat, but you know, hey, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever, um, whatever gets you off, man. I, you know, just, just. Uh, just don't get mad if they bite down, you know, but Hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, what a swear to God, it, horrible. Um, yeah, horrible. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to tell bands what they can and can't do. And again, I'm not even criticizing them for doing it. I'm just curious, like what's the benefit? I mean, aside from being in the, 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 Hey, you can't read our logo club. Um, you know, and again, I, I'm not some noob who's like, Oh, uh, Metal? What's this metal stuff? Uh, oh, I can't read that band's logo. Oh, oh. It just seems like, counterproductive get, to me. Yeah, again, I've been listening to metal my whole life. I'm I'm not like some noob who's never heard of death metal or black metal or anything like that or black and thrash any of that other stuff. It's just I just you know again I shouldn't have to research what the hell your logo says to check out your music. Well, you know, that's the thing. Guy, you know, band, you, people wear band shirts. Like, if you see Metallica on a shirt or you see Slayer on a shirt, like, you know what it says. So they're, oh, Slayer. That guy's wearing a Slayer shirt. I wonder what that band's all about. You know, it's just, I don't know. Like, it just and, seems and, weird, and look, I, and like I said, a lot of the trend I understand, I just think in, in, in today's business, the ability for someone to look you up on YouTube is important. That's just, um, I, I, it's just how I feel about it. I mean, um, uh, uh, remember that um, flyer I sent you last week? Yeah. You, you well, could only read two of the band's it logos. All, it was all like, I can't read any of these. And it was like, and it literally, you, I was like, I wonder who's playing this show. Like who's playing that show? Uh, Benediction. And I have no idea who else. Well, isn't the flyer in front of you? Yes, it is. <laughs> like, like I'm looking at I'm looking at the the I'm trying to see if I can find like a, a better um a better uh picture um of the uh of the Vakken flyer. Like I'm looking at this and going, the vast majority of these I can read. Bloodbath is I, I wouldn't know if it wasn't Bloodbath, but they're a big enough name that I guess. Um, I can read almost all of these. I can read almost all of these. Bloodbath is the most difficult to understand. Um, 
the rest of these are pretty easy, which is, you know, I, I, I think smart. I think smart. Um, I mean, I wonder, you know, here's a question. Actually, let me, let me, let me throw this by you. Here's a question I'm going to throw at you. And I don't know if there's an answer to this, but okay. So you and I have talked a lot about over the years, um, about how record album covers can still be important. And there are times when they are, but in total fairness, album covers are not as important as they once were. Let's just be honest about that. Um, I'm not saying they don't serve a purpose. You and I have even said that there, there's been new bands we've checked out because of their album cover. I think, I think that they didn't serve a purpose five years ago. I think they're actually coming back in now, especially with how popular vinyl's becoming. I mean, Metallica just bought a vinyl pressing plant, right? So I, I mean, like vinyl, vinyl. You know, it's it's funny. And look, I I'm not trying to say this. I liked vinyl before it was cool. But you and I collected records in high school because we we could like we always tell the story. You and I didn't have much money in high school, but we wanted to listen to new music and we could walk into our local record store. And this is back when you could walk into a record store and get a Slayer album for two bucks. Like it's not like now where you walk into a record store and anything from the 80s with Slayer's name on it is going for like 60 bucks. Like you and I would walk into a record store and grab like Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth for like a few dollars a piece. And so we would go to the record store, not because we wanted to be cool and listen to vinyl, but because we could get five, six, seven albums for the price of one CD. So, you know, you know, but now vinyl is becoming popular again. And you and I, you and I collected, you and I have collected vinyl again since high school off and on. Like I definitely took a big break when I was, moving around and got my job and you did too, and you were moving around and, and, you know, establishing yourself in your career. Um, you know, but I started up again about five, six, seven years ago and now vinyl's massive. It's huge. And I think record, I think, I think album covers are back as far as playing a role. Um, because you know, you, you kind of need to have a cool album cover now. Like you don't want to put a POS album, like artwork on it, like 12 by 12 vinyl. Cause most bands now are pressing their albums on vinyl. Well, so, I mean, I agree. I don't know. I would be curious. I'm curious, with the exception of the really, really large bands, I'd be very curious to see the um, the impact vinyl sales now are having um, on a band's income. Now, we all know bands don't make anything on Spotify anymore, and I guess it just keeps getting worse. So vinyl might be their only outlet to make money, but vinyl is so hard to get printed. They print so it's like I just wonder if man they're they're not they're not even able to print enough copies to where they would they would actually see much revenue out of it. But so here's my next question. I agree with you. Album covers are coming back. Um, they're still not as important as they once were. Still more music is consumed. Um, well, actually, you know, here's what I wonder. I wonder if album covers lead to purchases now. Uh, what I mean by that is this. And I don't have any data on this, and I would love to read it. Do people walk into a record store and find... And I'm not... Dude, you and I are different. Do people walk into a record store 
and buy a record because of the cover. Like now, like a, like a new vinyl that comes out. Do people walk into a record store and buy a new vinyl that comes out because they saw the cover? Like someone would have done with Blackout by the Scorpions in the 80s, right? No. You know why? Because there are people that are going there that already know it. That's what I think. I, I, well, there's two reasons. I think. First of all, bucks. well, that's exactly it. Uh, vi- like records now are so expensive that you don't just walk into a record store anymore and say, oh, hey, this is only a few bucks, you know, and I get it. You know, in the 80s, a record was like six, seven, eight dollars, which translated today's money is, you know, a good investment. It's probably, I mean, I don't know the exact exchange rate, but it probably is like 15, 20 bucks, like in today's money, if not a little more. Um, I will say that I've taken chances on on records based on the cover. Um, but, yeah, but I will also say this ones, though. Well, I will say this because and, and I've how many and it's funny because I've thought about this often when I go to record stores. I always say to myself, I need to bring my headphones. Why? Because when I find an album with a cool record cover, I, I can actually look it up on Apple Music or Spotify and listen to it and say, is this worth my money? Back in the day, you bought the album and crossed your fingers that you didn't just crap yeah. away 13, 14, 15, 20 bucks. I, I guess I guess I'm wondering if if today the album cover impacts sales. I, I, I do because, well, I like I said so. though, I, I think with 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 new albums coming out, I would be willing to bet, you know, uh, 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 Carcass puts out a record with they they print five thousand copies of a record. I'm I'm willing to bet all but three of those are going to people who want the new Carcass record. More so than they're in a store and they see a carcass record and go, well, I should get that. Um, and I'm not downplaying it. What I'm saying is I I, I I think it matters from the perspective of like I'd rather the album look cool. But I don't know if the album cover – I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Again, I'm not talking old you stuff. I don't know how many people are going into a record store and buying something because of what the record label looks like. And that being the reason they purchased it. Like I said, well, I, like everybody who bought a Molly Hatchet record and got pissed off afterwards. Well, but the thing is, like, I think I think now, before you almost had to do that. Um, you know, actually, I was, I was in one of my metal groups recently on Facebook, and, and this, this got brought up, where I think somebody was talking about album cover art, and they were saying, oh, you know, my record store, you could listen to a record before you bought it. And, and everybody else was like, where did you grow up? Because I couldn't listen to a record before I bought it unless it was used. Because I, I remember the, yeah, the one used, it. yeah, Disco Round, the one used CD store near us. You could ask, like, hey, here's five CDs. Can I listen to them, please? And you'd put on the headphones and you'd cue it up. The re- the re- My favorite record store that I usually go to, same thing. If you want to listen to a record, you can go and you could. they have turntables around the store. You could put on headphones and listen to it before you buy it. But on average... You know, you couldn't do that. If there is a new record at your your local record shop, you could ask the person, hey, what does this sound like? Or do you recommend this? Here's the bands I listen to. But at the end of the day, you're kind of taking a gamble. Now, I don't see why you would take a gamble. I don't care if it's got the best album cover I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand why you would take a gamble because it only takes five seconds to pull your phone out, find it on Spotify or Apple Music, listen to it for a few minutes and at least in the very least 
understand if it's what you're into because you know that way you don't buy oh this like you said molly hatchet oh this probably sounds just like man of war and then you get it and it sounds more like leonard skinnard you you don't you you in my opinion you know unless you were at a deficit meaning you don't have access to technology maybe you can't afford a a phone or you don't have a you know you can't afford a subscription to spotify or whatever although i mean i I can't imagine you're buying 30 dollars records if you don't you know yeah, if you can't afford Spotify, income. I don't think you can afford vinyl. But I, I understand right. what you're saying. But I'm saying, like, to me, it seems foolish that you would go into a record store and say, I'm going to blind buy all of these albums without ever even listening to them. When even with YouTube, which is free to access as long as you have an internet connection, you can listen to all this stuff. You can at least find one track on the album on YouTube, if not the entire album. So, like, I, I think today it's almost foolish to take those chances. Like, you know, we all have those albums we bought because, you know, we heard or, or we thought, Oh wow, that's a great album cover. I've heard of this band and everybody likes them. And then you get it home and you're like, what, what's this crap? Like, I, I don't like this. I always cite Gene Simmons solo album as prime example. You know, I, I love double platinum. I'm thinking to myself, you know, Gene's the guy that sang God of thunder. So his solo album has got to be like, you know, it's got to be wall to wall. God of thunder get it and it start you get you hear the first track and it's like you know all it starts off all creepy with like choruses going like all demonic ah! and then it goes into she's radioactive radioactive and then living in sin at the holiday inn and i'm thinking to myself like i just pissed away like 15 bucks on the cd um and, and you know you but now I would say, oh, Gene Simmons solo. I'm going to check that out. And I would say, wow, this is a piece of crap. I'm not spending money on this, which I eventually did well, anyways because I bought it on vinyl. So so here's <laughs> where I was going to go next with that question, though. Again, I'm not saying that, that, that album covers don't matter, but I don't think they I don't think they matter all that much. Mm, I think it's 50-50. I think it depends on... I think album covers don't depend, uh, don't matter, and they do matter. And the reason I say they don't do do and don't, I think it depends on your listening habits. Meaning, if you're somebody that goes into goes into iTunes and just finds like the the new metal, and I don't mean new like nu, but I mean new like recent metal playlist, and just puts it on and listens to it and says, "Oh, I like that band. Oh, I'm gonna check out that." No, I don't think album cover matters. If you're somebody that goes into a record store or even goes into iTunes and just browses like through metal, I think album covers do matter because I still to this day see cool album covers and that's what pulls me into the band. And and you know like I, I'll even say Morbid Angel as an example. Like their first couple album covers were cool, kind of cool. Then they got into like I think Dominion where they started using really terrible CGI on their album covers and it was like if I saw that album cover, I would assume it was just awful. Because I'm thinking, you know, like, I, it is Dominion. It's one with the pentagram, and it's, like, really terrible, like, 1990s-looking CGI. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, that just sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's, it's a horrible album cover. And, and, you know, like, but, you you know, you see Altars of Madness, you see Blessed are the Sick, you see Covenant, you know. But then, then all of a sudden, you see Dominion, and if you don't know the previous ones, you're thinking to yourself, like, "Wow, this band must suck. They can't even afford a decent album cover." You know what I mean? Well, so so here's what I was gonna I was gonna ask you next, and it it, it bounces off what we were talking about originally. Do logos matter? Yes. 
Like, like if you're a new band coming out, does your logo matter anymore? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, I think it matters like what we were talking about. Um, in heavy metal, especially, and I think where you, I think metal is unique. And I was kind of talking about this with somebody recently, where I think metal is unique in that we are actually one of the few genres that are still album focused. Um, you know, pop, you know, pop rock, hip hop, all that stuff. I don't think anybody cares about albums anymore. It's all about singles. It's we're back to the fifties where you didn't put out an album. You put out a single. Maybe you have an album associated with that single, but generally speaking now with the, with the power to just buy the single, because we, we talked about this in the show before you used to hear, Oh, that song's awesome. I got to go buy the album so I can listen to it. And then you get the album and it sucks except for that one song that doesn't happen anymore. Cause you go to iTunes you can listen to the song if you have Apple Music or Spotify, or you can listen to the, the album. And if it's terrible, you say, okay, cool. Well, number one, I'm just going to stream the song because I know I'm going to drive it into the ground and get sick of it. Or if I really like it, I'm going to spend the 99 cents to buy just that song. But I think metal is different in that we don't like we don't say, oh, I like that revocation song. I'm just going to we still listen to the revocation album like we are still album focused. So, and I think we're one of the few genres that is kind of held out for that. So going back to what you asked about the logos, I think it is important because now, are you talking to me? Are you, are you now, if you're saying to me, does a logo have to be blood drenched or, you know, you know, look like a metal or, or evil or have pentagrams behind it? No. Does it have to be legible? Probably. I but mean, does it, need I, to be, does it even need to be creative? Can it just be, you know, <laughs> sans serif font and your band name and it's the same thing? Well, like, say, I mean, the thing is, whatever, like, I'm, whatever. I, I, I mean, you, you know, within reason, and I, I think a logo and, 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 you know, heavy metal logos are an art form. Um, you've seen hip hop and pop stars have started to steal them. And I don't mean steal them like, oh, this is something I. You've uh, there. There was a trend for a long time where hip hop and pop stars were putting their logos in like a metal font, like you know they they made their logo look like Metallica or like Slayer, and they're they're putting it on stage and putting it on merch, like they were putting it on their T-shirts and stuff. Um, it, it made a lot of metalheads angry because they're like, you know, I, I don't care if you want to make your logo look like Slayers, who cares? So take it up with Slayer. Kerry King will probably want his twenty five cents a shirt, but whatever. Um, you know, but I, I think at the end of the day, yes, there is a certain character that needs to be portrayed because, um, you know, the, the thing about metal in terms of visual, metal is still a visual medium. And the reason I say that is because we're not only are we album focused, we're genre focused. So like you and I are way different, not way different, but you and I are different in terms of the genres we listen to. You know, we both like death and thrash. But you go more progressive. I listen to a little bit more black metal. I listen to a little bit more, I don't want to call it, you know, like uh, punky, like thrashy type stuff, uh, you know. So I think the logo should, the logo and the art should communicate a little bit of the genre. Like you can, if you look at two album covers, you could definitely tell the thrash albums from the death albums. You can definitely tell the death albums from the black albums. You can definitely even most of the time tell the 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 
black albums and death albums from the the progressive albums like they they just all have their own kind of flavor and i think what your logo looks like sometimes a lot of times communicates your genre like if it's like a blood dripping logo you're probably death metal if it's like all sharp and pointy you're probably like thrasher speed if it's like got those like barbs and everything like splatter type logo you know like i don't want to say splatter but like if it's got like the the you know like a, like a, it looks like the you know you know like the like the vitriol like the, the lines coming out of it and everything you're probably on the black metal side of things or or grind or something like that or so you know i think logos a lot of times communicate your genre um and then much like the album art if you've got a person de- being decapitated on the front of your album you're probably death metal if you've got a you know zombie or a, a guy you know like meaning a zombie like so, you know, thrash metal I've noticed has a lot of political album covers. Um, you know, even if they're like soft politics, like not necessarily direct politics, but you know, like Vic Rattlehead wearing the general outfit with the world leaders behind him on the on the Rust and Peace cover. That's not blatantly political, but it's, it's soft political. Um, and they get a lot of that from punk. You know, so it's. I, I think the album art does matter. I think the album logo does matter. But most of all, in my opinion, and you may disagree with me and you're free to do so, I think you should at least be able to tell what the hell a damn thing says. Yeah, I mean, I I, I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, and, and again, you could listen to me and be like, well, you're full of crap, you know, like... <laughs> Clearly, ah, you're full of crap. <laughs> He's full of crap. I mean, clearly there are plenty of bands that, you know, have done done just fine. Um, I just think if I was in a band right now and I was starting out, I would have a logo that was legible. I just would. Yeah. I, I think I, I just don't see a scenario where I'd go, you know what, guys? I'm going to make sure our logo is illegible. No, I'm going to look at him and go, guys, I'm just going to put boobs on the cover. People will buy it. Like, that's what I would do. I would just have a lot of boobs on the cover. Because, dude, who doesn't like boobs? You would buy it. You know? Everybody would buy it. Well, it's, I mean, except for maybe the female metalheads, but there's only like seven of them anyways. Yeah, but they like boobs, too. By the way... They might not I'm not like saying them the way that I like them. They they might want not want to spend their afternoon with a set of them. They might not want to you know go out you know take go out and sit in the park and just be surrounded by boobs. But they they appreciate them. It's kind of like a universal thing. Like the world and boobs, they get along just fine. And by the way, I'm only I'm I'm not saying there's only seven metalhead ladies because I I think that's the way it should be. I welcome all ladies to join the 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 metal ranks. I'm saying that you you just never you they're like I I remember I remember when I was a teenager I used to call metalhead girls unicorns because I'm like yeah when have you ever seen one <laughs> at this <laughs> point it's more like Sasquatch you know it's like I swear there was a sighting I swear yeah, there, was, there a was a sighting I swear they I swear I saw one yes 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 I know there's tons of bands now like there's Crypta there's Nervosa there's Floor from from Nightwish I get it I'm I'm being I'm I'm being a, a jerk uh but you know I'm just making jokes so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully nobody's gonna like crucify me for it. Like I said, both of our female listeners have been around for a while, and they're not offended by either by anything that we're saying. 
Very um, true. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think you're fine. Um, I don't know, man. Like I said, we, we talk a lot about trends and um, summer. Well, and you know, part of it, I, I could see someone saying, though, that almost like it's um, respecting tradition. I, I wonder if that's the outlook. Like, like, no, man. It's 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 respect for the genre. It's respect for the um the, for the bands that came before us. Like, you know, you've never heard of them because their logo you couldn't read it. But I was a big fan. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, man. Um, um you know, hey, go for it, buddy. <laughs> whatever you, um, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to do, man. Whatever, 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 you know, whatever you whip your skippy to, man, I just don't want to watch. That's pretty much, that's pretty much my rule there. Um, go ahead and whip it. I just don't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> whip it good. <laughs> 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 um, who was it? Uh, uh, it's why, it's why Tomb Mold was one that, like, I couldn't remember. Now, their, their logo is not completely illegible. It's not. But it was just one of those things where, like, I, I saw it, but because it wasn't, it, it's not completely illegible, but just enough to where, like, I forgot what it was. Um, I had to literally look up, you know, who was on the show, and because they weren't one of the named bands on the show, I had to, you know, it, it, it was kind of a pain in the ass to find out who they were, and I love Two Mold. Those guys are great. Very, very autopsy kind of band. They're a great band. Um, I don't know, man. I, just, I I know I I just feel like I'm being an old man and rambling, which is fine. <laughs> you know, totally fine with me. Um, so you know what? Last week we said we wanted to talk about themes, right? Um, you know, different themes and bands that exist, and we had kind of a cool conversation. We were talking about themes can be about lyrical content you know there are um sometimes it's political sometimes it's uh and, and so so I, I i was i was wondering like like what how many can we come up with or what are some examples we can think of like like pirate that one's easy right i mean ale storm is kind of the pirate band that's one Amani Marth is like the Viking band, right? Um, but here's here's my question though. How many of these random themes in metal, themed bands, I mean, how many of them are doing something that is very unique to them? And how many of them are because there's 500 bands that all write about that. Like, you know, the satanic theme. Uh, you're not, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you are not unique in any way if the theme of your band is satanic. I mean, Glenn Benton has figured out how to say God is dumb in more ways than I, I, I'm not sure there's any ways left to say that God is dumb. I, I I really don't. I think he has exhausted all of the God is dumb resources. 
So if you're trying to get in that room and you want to write songs about God is dumb, it would be impossible for you to write a song and not use lyrics that Glenn's already written because he had, like, I, I, I'm convinced Glenn Benton has a thesaurus that he keeps next to him when he's writing just to look up other words for God and other words for dumb so he can combine them in into uh, into word groupings that he's never used before. But so I so I, again like 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 you you it's it's over and done with, right? But I get so here's my question. Like, at what point? I don't know if there's an answer to this, but at what point does a band come out with some kind of theme, and it just becomes one of those you just that's just their thing and you leave it alone. And or, or and and when is this? And when is a theme that a band has become something that becomes like Imani Marth might be writing songs about Vikings, but on the other hand, like they are not unique in that in that at all. They they're 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 really not all that unique in um in being a band that writes about that. They they might be the most well known or the most associated with it. But I mean bands like Unleashed were a- around longer. They've been, you know what I mean? They they did it. They they're certainly not I mean Black Sabbath has an album called Tear. You know, I mean it it's it's not as if the you know the Viking or the Norse mythology thing is new because it isn't. I, I mean, yeah, clearly it's Bath- not new, but I mean it's not even new to metal. Like Bathory, that is a theme that's been Bathory's around for a long time. Amon Marth just embraced it more. Yeah, Bathory's Hammerheart album was around a long time. It's generally the first Viking metal album, and you know Amon Marth just kind of, you know, it's one of those things where like you created it, but we perfected it, kind of things, you know. Well, and like you know, I use Black Sabbath for example, like. You know, they they have the record tier, which I I will permanently maintain is an amazing album. And if you've never heard it, listen to it. The Battle of Tear, Odin's Court, Valhalla. These are songs that are on this record. Come out in 1990. Brilliant record. I mean, it is an utterly brilliant record. It was the theme of the album. Absolutely theme of the album. But I don't think Tony Iommi was dressing up like a Viking when they went on tour for it. You know what I mean? Where um, Amane Marth completely embraced it. Um, that, so, I, I again, different. The Alestorm took the pirate thing to a level no one else has ever taken, though. I don't think anybody has gone that far with with the pirate thing before. Like, they are all in on pirates. Like, all in. <laughs> but now, now, in fairness, though, that band, I don't think that band exists outside of that gimmick, though. I like I like Ailstorm. I like them a lot. But they are a 100% gimmick, and I'm sorry to say, there is no Ailstorm outside of the pirate theme. Like, l- 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 let's say this about Iman and Marth. Okay. Yeah, Imani Marth could write a record that isn't about Vikings 
And I mean, all right, yeah, you associate them with Vikings. But would it really change? I mean, they'd still be an awesome band if they wrote songs that weren't about Vikings on the next record. Um, yes, I get it. You'd be disappointed. But what I mean is, though, I don't think Imani Marth's entire... I, I don't think Imani Marth is just, you know, is just a gimmick. I think that just happens to be the music that just happens to be what they write about. Ailstorm, that's what they are. Because let's be fair, you wouldn't listen to Ailstorm's music for any other reason. It's not like you hear an Ailstorm song, go, God, I, I, I really want to hear that song again. It's not like you want to listen to it because it's about drinking and pirates. That's fun. So they're an example where the theme is it. That, that, that is what Ailstorm is. And, and again, I mean no disrespect to them because I, I love Ailstorm. I have for a long time. You know, I've seen them a few times. I hung out with them, drank beers with them. Like, they're good guys. They're cool. I, I, I had a blast. But I, I do mean this. Like, there is no Ailstorm outside of the context of. Now, Sabaton, for example, their music is all about, you know, military. But I don't think the band doesn't exist outside that. I think the band has enough other things about the band that you would be attracted to, that that just happens to be the theme of their lyrical content. I think. I think if the themes of their lyrical content were all that were, were different, I'm not entirely sure the appeal to Sabaton would be lost. I think if Imani Marth's theme were a little different, yeah, it might change things, but I don't think the whole appeal to the band is lost. I don't think people are like, I only listen to Imani Marth because I want to hear about Vikings. I don't think that's why it is. Um, but like I said, Ailstorm 100%. Um, but there's, there's other ones out there and I, it's funny when they go really far with it, Th that, that's when it gets, oh, well, okay. Here's another one. The medieval theme is clearly, clearly not unique to anybody. The medieval theme is clearly not unique to anybody. I would say in modern bands, maybe you can think of a better one, and I, I would have to think about this. Like, in modern bands, I think the band that embraces the medieval theme is, I mean, Hammerfall, maybe. And I don't even know if that's entirely accurate now. You know, the early Hammerfall record certainly would. Um, I'm trying to think, who would be the biggest band carrying the torch for medieval bands. Um, oh, you mean like power metal type stuff? Well, I don't, no, I mean power metal, yes, but power metal to where like we're talking you know, straight up either me medieval or like straight up out of a Dungeons and Dragons game. Um, Blind Guardian, but they, they really corner the um they corner fantasy and very specifically like they corner the Lord of the Rings stuff really well. Um, Hammerfall, though, man, they, you know, I, when I think of Hammerfall, I think of Legacy of Kings. You know, like, for example, if you've never listened to the album Legacy of Kings by Hammerfall, it's brilliant start to finish. I mean, it really, honestly and truly is a great album. Um, the um, Their first album's good. I like it. 
um, Glory to the Brave. I mean, it's got the song Hammerfall on it, and the Dragon Lies Bleeding, in it, and I like it. But Legacy of Kings is her second record. It's 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 brilliant start to finish. Um, it it re- the song Let the Hammer Falls on it. Legacy of Kings, Heeding the Call, Warriors of Faith. Like it's a really incredible album. Renegade is a really incredible album. But those songs are literally like straight up, you know, kings and warriors. That that they they really embrace that theme. Like really embrace it. I would put them on the I mean my gut instinct for the band who who corners that theme the most right now is Hammerfall. There's probably others that that I'm just not thinking of right now. Um like if you were to dress up like a knight in shining armor and go see a band, Hammerfall would be who you're seeing, right? Like who else who else would that guy go see? I think Hammerfall, right? I mean is there is there is there another one? I I don't know. Um Well, I mean, okay. Here's one for you. A band you love. They're not metal, but I'll give you a band you love. Has anybody done the horror theme as well as the Misfits? Probably Rob Zombie. I was going to say Rob Zombie probably, right. Um, um, is there anybody else who's really embraced? And I don't mean embrace like death, and but embrace literally like horror as like a genre. So it's, it's hard to say because... There's different types of of horror, um, you know. The Misfits kind of, at least in the early part and the mid part of their career, did like that campy 1950s style. The Misfits have always been a, a throwback band, kind of. Um, Jerry only, you know, they did the Project 1950 album. Uh, Jerry's very influenced uh, by, you know, obviously Danzig's very influenced by Elvis. The rest of the band's very influenced by, you know, oldies like, you know. The Buddy Holly, that kind of stuff. Um, so they kind of dawn back to that Atomic Age horror. Rob Zombie kind of goes for more of like the. Yeah, I mean he he dips back then, but he also like embraces like the seventies, sixties, seventies, eighties horror. Um, you know there are you know every metal and horror, and we've talked about this before in, in previous episodes, but way 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 back, go together very closely. Um, you know, all, a lot of metal bands will sample. Like I think, uh, uh, death did death did a song about evil dead. Um, you know, there's many, many songs about, uh, evil dead. There's many songs about, um, there's songs about Hellraiser. There's song, you know, there's, there's, but yeah, I mean the misfits kind of were that were a weird band because, and it's, and again, I'm, I'm reading a book on New York hardcore and it's kind of funny to see how they fit into that scene where they, they played with a lot of the punk bands. They fit into that like genre, but at the same time, they were kind of their own thing. Um, and yeah, the horror thing played a lot, a part of it. They weren't out there making political statements. They were singing about Dracula and singing about zombies. And, you know, at first when they did start, they were a semi-political band. Um, but eventually they turned away from that. And they, uh, and when I say they're, they're bullet, you know the, the the cover of their bullet single is a picture of JFK getting shot. Um, now you could say that maybe that was just for shock value, but um, you know I mean the the Misfits are one of those bands. I mean the Crimson Ghost, who was a serial character, 
not a cereal like breakfast cereal, but like old, you know, they used to show the cereals before the movies in the 30s and 40s where every week you'd go to the movie theater and see a new episode. Um, you know, the, the Crimson Ghost was became their logo, The Fiend, who they renamed The Fiend. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Misfits have done a, have done probably they're probably the most famous band that's done the, the horror genre or the horror thing consistently where they kind of never branch out or never go away. But, you know, it, I think it's ingrained into metal. But you're right with the theme bands. You know, there are some of those bands like if Ailstorm decided with their next album, we're not doing this whole pirate thing anymore. We're just going to do a straightforward metal album. I, I have to wonder, would they would they would they get backlash for that? Well, I, I don't think there's anything that, that everything, even their sound, even their sound is designed to be like, yo, ho, ho, and a bottle. Or, it, it, it sounds like that. It's not even just lyrical content. <laughs> it's all. Wow, that's the first time I've ever heard you say, yo, ho, ho, without taking out your wallet. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> I've got some change. I've got some change on the table. Um, <laughs> I don't take out my wallet. I just get out some change. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, literally, I mean, that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't think Ailstorm exists. I, 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 I mean, I'm not saying they don't have any songs that aren't. They have some songs that aren't necessarily pirate themed, but I don't think you can take that band too far out of pirate and have a band left. I really don't. I don't. Um, you know, and, and and I've always wondered this about theme bands. the The biggest challenge I've ever seen about theme bands is what happens when you wake up one day and it's time to start working on your new album, and you just think to yourself, like, oh, God, I just don't want to do a song about pirates. Like, I just don't want to sing about pirates anymore. I just don't want to sing about horror. You know that that's always made me wonder about theme bands. You kind of trap yourself. You know, so if you decide to wake up, if the if if Ailstorm again decides to wake up tomorrow and say, "I'm sick of talking about pirates," we are going to write just a straightforward metal album. It has going to have nothing to do with pirates whatsoever. Could they do it? You know, or, or are you trapped? Like, are people saying, "You know what? I'm going to get the new Ailstorm because I know when I get Ailstorm, I'm going to get pirate metal." And I guess it could spread out to other. To, if you go, if you want to look at the theme, it could go out to other things. What if Cannibal Corp says, "You know what? We've written like, you know, do, a dozen death metal albums. They all sound the same. Why don't we put out a black metal album? Why don't we well, put out a thrash metal album? Look at look at the backlash they got for putting an album out that wasn't that didn't have a violent cover. Yeah." Kill. The album Kill that just was basically the word kill across the front. They got serious backlash for that. It's like, hey man, I want disgusting on that cover. It's but no, I dude, I one hundred percent agree with you that again, every band has a gimmick. They all do. But I am really glad, like I, I guess I wouldn't want to have to be in a band where my lyrical content, not that I give a crap about lyrics, that's not what I mean. I guess I'm glad that I don't have to be in a band where my lyrical content all has to be about one thing. 
I mean, I make fun of Deicide, but when every song is God is dumb, like, at what point are you like, God, can I please write a song that isn't about that? Doesn't have to be a happy song. But could you write a song about anything else? Well, Deicide can't. Like, I, I, I gotta tell you, I would not enjoy having to write everything about one, one thing. That's what I mean. I, like, I, I mean, I think it would get old really fast. D does Ailes? I mean, and I get that. Like, well, a lot of these theme bands are also in other bands. Like, they do, they do side projects, yeah, dude, or I mean, it, it, or the side project. It ends up being the one that got huge. Yeah, I mean, Chris is in, he's in um, Glory Hammer, and he does other stuff. Yeah, I mean, he that that's probably where he gets his other expression out and creative expression out. But, you know, not everybody has, but the, the other thing, too, is at the end of the day, one of those bands probably is paying your bills more than the other bands. So you got to eventually go back and do that. So you can't say, my most successful band is pirate metal or medieval metal or whatever, I just don't feel like writing about that. No, you got to go back and do it. And, and you don't, and, and that's the thing. You're kind of trapped now because you're kind of thinking to yourself like, well, this is the band that pays my bills, but damn it. I just don't want to sing about freaking pirates anymore. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> how much more do I have to say on the subject? <laughs> you know, like how much I mean, more can I sing like this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's, it's funny too, though, when you think of like, the really successful bands. Typically, that wasn't the case. I, I mean, I'm not saying, but I mean, even like you said, well, well, large punk bands were political. It's like okay, yes, but there's a difference here. I'm not saying. Look, Sacred Reich's albums are typically relatively political, but we're talking. Some of these bands are so narrow. It's as if. Sacred Reich had to put out every album about the nineteen eighty four election. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, can you? Well, but you even look you at imagine that you even look at highly political punk bands like Dead Kennedys were a very political punk band, but they still wrote songs like Too Drunk to F, which is literally about being at a party and being so drunk that you can't f the chick who wants to f you. Like. I mean, well, and 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 even still, had the had the Sex Pistols been around for more than a week, twenty years later, they would have wrote songs about politics, but they might they might have at least gone with the times a little bit, you know. Like I said, could you imagine being like, ah, damn it, we got to write. I don't want to write another song about Walter Mondale. Damn it. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know why I said the 1984 election, but I mean, it's that stupid. <laughs> the Ballad of Walter Mondale. Like, I you know? wonder if Sabaton ever wakes up and they're like, dude, I've got this great idea for a song, but it's not about World War II, so I have to throw it in the trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, it's, it's like, what if, what if the band Sabaton says, I've got a great idea for a love song? Like, if you look at Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath did songs like Black Sabbath, like Children of the Grave, like Sabbath Play Sabbath. They also did songs like Changes. They also did song, you know, they they their songs weren't all one theme. They yeah, weren't. Yeah, they're, they're so, like it's not like Ozzy had to do Black Sabbath every time or or my name is Lucifer, please take my hand. And then they did songs about like even Ozzy. He did 
He did a song saying porn is bad. Yeah, he did no bone movies. He, I mean, did, he didn't he did, write it, but then but he, he also did Goodbye to Romance. He would do, you know, like I, you know, well, again, Ozzy's a, Ozzy himself is a religious guy. Not, not. I don't necessarily mean he's a churchgoer, but he's a he's a God fearing man. You know, he's always been a religious guy. And, and the thing is, like, I'm not saying, and again, he's a I'm Christian, not at least. I'm not criticizing. Again, I, no, I'm not criticizing. It, it all comes saying, down to, dude, if you want to wake up tomorrow and start a band that's all based on IKEA furniture, be my guest. Do it. Have fun with it. Love it. Yeah, and you can tour it. with the band who wrote their all their albums about Walter Mondale. Right, right. You can tour. <laughs> you could you could tour with Mondale, the band Mondale. Um, <laughs> So, but like, I, again, like I'm, I, it's, it's a serious question. Like, do these bands ever wake up and they're like, oh crap, I got to write another pirate song or, oh man, I really have this super awesome idea for a song and I can't use it because it's not about pirates. Like I, I'm genuinely curious if, or, or like the guys in Hammerfall wake up and they're like. I've got this cool idea for a song about Walter Mondale, but unfortunately he was not around in the medieval times. <laughs> like, right. You know, I was really like, inspired by Walt, M- Walter Mondale's epic loss in 1984. Like, um, what, if, what if one of the guys in Hammerfall is watching a documentary on the History Channel about World War II and he gets this inspiration for a song, but he's like, ah, oh, crap, now I got to go join Sabaton in order to actually get the song done. You know what I mean? Like, Well, it, it's weird. It's like... I find it especially fascinating the more narrow it gets. Yeah. Like, I get it when Slayer, I'll use them as an example, their songs were never happy. But one might have been about Satan. One might have been about... Um, Ed Gein. About Ed Gein. One might have been about, you know... They even got political sometimes, too. Sure. But, I mean, like, you, you might have one song about a Nazi... You know, clearly condemning not, but you, my point is, you know, one song about a Nazi, one about you know, um, uh, whatever uh, the war, one about anyway. I mean, their 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 lyrics were always dark. They were always down that road. But again, not every song by Slayer was about the same topic. Yeah, but I mean, like, did Tom Maria a song ever- about who was? Yeah. <laughs> Did Tom Maria ever wake up and say, I got a song in my mind a lot like Sabracadabra, but I can't do it because I'm in Slayer. It was like, well, I, just have I mean, to, okay, you know I mean? yes. They might have been like, we can't play a love song. I get, there's a big difference to me though with like, with like, I get it. There's some things you can write that you just can't use in your band. I get it. But it's, 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 a, it's just gotta be especially hard when you're. Um, you're right, but you're right. They they had a broad range, and and they had a brand, and, and they had a broad enough brand so they could say, this song's not good, but we can use something different. Like so, they had a few topics to choose from. But if your band is only focused on the 1984 election, <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, I wrote that album, it blew up, we're awesome, we're we're successful. I've got three other side projects going where I can actually express myself. Unfortunately, my band about the 1984 election is what pays the bills. So I have to go write another, you know, 12 songs about Ronald Reagan and Walter Mondale <laughs> and about Reaganomics. Like, 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how many, how many different ways can you say he only won one state plus DC? Like, how many, yeah. how many ways I, I, can you say that? Yeah. It, I know. I know. It's funny. We're talking about United. I know we have a lot of international listeners. So to some people, this is like, they're like, what are you talking? Who that? Walter, who? So, yeah. you know, it's all 1980s. You know, 1984, or, it's when it's when Ronald Reagan was a very popular incumbent. Right. He, he ran but, against Walter Mondale. Mondale. Mondale only won one state plus DC. He won his home state and the District of Columbia, DC. And that's because um, it didn't matter who Reagan was running against, DC. Washington, DC was not going to vote for Reagan. Um, but point being, um, point being, it's United States politics point. is what we're talking about. It's just a fa- it's a famous election, but it's only a famous election because of one thing Reagan said during it, and the fact that Reagan was popular and was old when he got elected. That's it. There you go. I described the whole thing. You would run out of topics to write about. And well, he- here's another one though. You know what? Let me throw another big. Let me throw out a big one. Now, I I am not asking your opinion on this topic. But what about the theme of being a Christian band? Now, now I don't mean let me let me clarify. There are plenty of bands whose members are Christian. But what about Christian bands? Like what if well, what about meaning what about that being your band's theme? It depends because it, it again, just like with anything else, are you like Slayer, where you know, and Slayer arguably is a satanic band, and I and I get that they are not actually that, but you know what I mean. Either way, are they like Slayer, where yeah, they write five songs about you know, I love Jesus, Jesus is awesome, and then every other song is about something else that interests them, like yeah, you know, like like the nineteen eighty four election. <laughs> You know what? Actually, I just me, like keep, I just keep like bringing that. I just I like bringing I don't, that. I, don't know why I even thought about. I have no idea why I brought up that 1984 election, but hey, I went with. Yeah. It. Well, so, what so here's a. Let me let me ask you this though. All right. So a side note on that one. There are plenty of bands. Think of all the say quote unquote Satan bands, right? Think of how many of you. How, we we say this all the time. The vast majority will tell you it's kayfabe. Meaning the vast majority will tell you, I don't really like, I don't, you know, there, there's plenty of bands out there who are like, I really was critical about the Catholic Church. I'm critical about organized religion, but I don't worship Satan. Like, I write a lot of songs about it. That's not really me, right? I mean, come on. Tom Array is a Christian. He's a Christian. He is. You know? Um, but, you know, he they, they, they put those records out to... It was a gimmick. They made money. You know, the guys in Cannibal Corpse write songs about stabbing your head off. With what? With what? Um, but they, they don't. It's a gimmick, man. It, they, 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 it's just what they do. They don't believe any of that. I wonder. Now, I'm aware there's always hypocrites out there who, you know, are like preachers, like you know, like Miracle Man, you know, the Aussie song, that are really doing shady stuff behind the scenes. I get it, but and I don't know the answer to this. Are there bands out there that literally that that like are there bands out there that are like you know what we ought to do? You know how we could sell a bunch of records? Let's just write a whole song. Let's write a whole record about Jesus. 
In in the same way that like bands would write songs about Satan because it would get them controversy and kids would want to buy it. Does the opposite work too? Like are there ba- are there examples of bands out there that they wrote all their records about Jesus and come to find out they never believed that crap in the first place. They just did it to sell the albums. I'm, I would be really curious if that's the case. Or does being a Christian band require you to be so committed to it that you kind of couldn't do it if you faked it? Because everything else, every other topic from from Satan worshiping to the 1984 election, you can you can totally fake that. You can totally put the costume on stage and fake it. Have bands gotten away with being... And I don't mean, like I said, they're hypocrites. I'm not talking bands that are hypocrites. I'm talking bands who literally give no crap about religion at all. That's just the... That's the angle they thought they'd take. I would love to know how possible that would be. Well, you got to figure, right, though, like, if you're going to write a whole song, if if you're going to, like, we're not really Christian, but we're going to pretend we are to sell records, that's got to be a boring-ass thing to pretend. And, you know, it's like, well, (laughs) you certainly didn't pick a topic that's going to make going on tour a lot of fun, you know? Like, if you have to stop off at the church and sign sign Bibles, you know, it's like, eh, might be kind of boring. That's what I wonder. I wonder, because, like I said, it goes the other way. Plenty of bands were Christians themselves, but they would write songs about, like, Worship Satan because it would scare people and get them on TV and sell records. Does the other way go? Like, I am aware Striper... I'm aware they're Christians. Like, they're actual Christians. But here's my question. Like, could there have been a band like Striper... That weren't. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Striper is like the opposite of... Whatever. Pick a band. Let's just say Slayer. Right? Striper is the opposite of Slayer. But the guys in Slayer didn't believe it. They just wrote it because that's what they got sold records with. So, So could... And again, I know Striper were Christians. But could Striper have not been Christians? Could a band like that have just been doing it to sell records? I mean, I mean, you could, but does does that happen? I don't know. Like, are there I, bands out there that are like, we're gonna write a bunch of records about being straight edge? We're not, but we're just gonna we're just gonna pretend we are, so we can write or whatever. I mean, pick one. You know, like what whatever it is, Christian. I wonder, is that the only? dare I say sacred, but is that like the only one that people don't do that with? Are there like, nah, the only bands that we're going to do the Christian thing are ones that actually believe it. Cause no, is it cause no one else wants to, I, I would just, I would be really curious about that. Like, is that, is that the only themed band that you just, you don't do it for attention. You do it only if you're really into that sort of thing. Um, I, I mean, mean dude, I just, I don't, if, you know, it, it, it depends on what there's a mo- what there's money in because, um, I remember Striper faced a lot of controversy well, because yeah, they did, they were they did. 
Christian and metal, which are supposed to be two things that are antithesis yeah, got, of one another. So uh, that's why I said they got spit roasted. They got they got <laughs> stuck. They got stuck from both directions. So I, I <laughs> they got finger cuffed. Um, no, so <laughs> spit. If I ever if I ever find out what's going on with Michael Sweet and I ever talk to him, I'll tell him like, yeah, it occurred to me your band, <laughs> you guys your band was spit roasted. Spit roasted. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a whole bunch of milfs on Pornhub. Oh, <clears throat> but you know, like I was saying, like it depends. Like I mean, if there's money to be made, somebody's going to figure out a way to make it, and then they're going to do anything they can to do it. Like, um, there's, I mean, look at look at a band like uh, there's a band called Metal Beard, I think it is something like that, where literally the guy, it's like baby metal. But, like, they found a guy who sounds like Johan Hegg from Imani Marth to literally dress up like a teen, like a preteen girl and sing death metal vocals. I'm not criticizing that. The guy, it's, it's, the guy can do whatever he wants. What my point is, again, if there's a niche that, that can be filled and it can be profitable, someone will do it. So, you know... It just, I guess it just depends on what your patience and stomach is for filling that niche in terms of if it turns out to be successful, are you prepared to spend the next 10 years of your life singing about Walter Mondale? I mean, I mean, truthfully, like, I mean, and that's what it all boils down to. Are you prepared if you start a band to, to do that? And I think a lot of people honestly would say, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Like, Hey, look, you want to pay me a million dollars to sing about pirates for the next 10 years of my life? I'll do it. You want to pay me a million? And I, I know a lot of these bands are not making a million dollars. But my point is, you want to pay me all this money to to sing about whatever, you know, for, yeah, I'll do it. If you want to say that I can make a living touring the world, playing in a band, a comfortable living, and all I got to do is say, God is dumb. I hate God. God is dumb. Yeah, I'll do it. And I'll do it for the next 15, 20 years if you want me to. It's not going to satisfy my creativity. I'm literally going to be going through the motions a lot of the time because I don't really care. I'm not passionate about God is dumb. I hate God. You know, but it pays the bills. I mean, so, but I think there's, I think to answer your original question about, you know, I think it generally depends on how much money there is to be made. And there are certain things there's just, I mean, but then again, whoever woke up and said, you know what? I feel like I'm going to do pirate metal. Nah, there's no money in that. And then Ale Storm was like, pulled the rug right out from under him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody woke Ailstorm's up. Storm's making a ton of money. Well, but no, but I, I agree. And, but, well, I mean, they're not making a ton of money, but they're they're out there. They're touring the world. They're they're still doing it, which means there's something in it for them. Other than, I mean, unless they are just that passionate about pirates, um, there's something in it for them. So I don't know. It's it's really just generally tough to say. You know, some of these bands who do this stuff may genuinely feel passionate about it, but. You know, I think there's a difference between your band incorporating themes like, you know, like Slayer. Like, oh, we're going to sing about serial killers and we're going to sing satanic music and we're going to sing about, you know, war. And, and, and basically, Kerry King, you know, I think he said before, like his band is, is supposed to be about generally 
the bad things in life. Like Slayer was supposed to be, he's like, there's enough bands out there that sing about all the stuff that you should be looking forward to and happy about. Slayer is there to remind you about all the stuff that's terrible. Um, so they had, well, a, you know, I mean, and, and like, like Slayer did the serial killer thing, but mm-hmm. then you have a band like Macabre who that's all, that's their entire theme. Yeah. Macabre's and, entire band. And, Every and, song, that's what it's about. It's all about serial if, killers. And what if Macabre wakes up one day and they say, you know, hey, we want to write a song about something different. They can't do it. And they have a whole album about, about just about Dahmer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I said, no. Um, I, 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 do, do those guys wake up and go, do we really have to put out another record about another serial killer I don't know I, I mean even if even if it's a topic you really like I mean okay I guess I guess the the question is this would I eventually get sick of writing songs about boobs honestly that's a good question Because I wouldn't get sick of looking at them, but I might get sick about having to write lyrics about them. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, like, okay, let me ask you a question. At what point in time would you be sick? Would you look at me and say, if I have to write a song about one more comic book, I'm going to throw myself in front of a bus? Oh, I'm sure that I would get to that point. I'm sure. I'm sure that I would get to the point where I'm just like, you know, and the thing is, it's not that you wouldn't do it. It's the fact that eventually your writing would start to suffer. You'd start to notice it getting more and more and more lazy. I'm not saying any band that I've ever seen right now is lazy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you genuinely don't want to do something, but you're kind of being forced to, or you're kind of have no choice. That's what's going to happen. It's going to suffer in terms of your quality. You're just going to get it done to get it done. Sometimes the opposite can be true, though. Sometimes by giving yourself that topic, it helps you... I I, I don't want to say become formulaic, because sometimes that is what happens. Um, Not that being formulaic is necessarily a bad thing. But there's also the flip side of it's like, it helps you it helps you capitalize on what you're good at and just you know it's like it's a, 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 a way to perfect what you've done um I mean arguably a band like Imani Marth got better as time went on I'm not saying their albums now but you know what I'm saying though that band consistently got better as the time went whether or not your favorite albums are before or later doesn't really matter that band got better. And they stayed within their little niche, but they got better at doing it as time went on. Yeah, but, but I mean... I, so I'm just saying it's possible. It's possible uh, that yeah, and that's your, thing. Four, your fifth album about, you know, the Justice League might be better than the first four. I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm or just like saying... like a band all about Star I, Wars. I mean... 
I well, I wonder if at any, and that's the thing. I'm not questioning it or saying it's dumb or saying it can't be done or saying bands are. I just wonder if these bands ever wake up and they're like, oh god, another song about Vikings. Oh god, another song about Thor. Like you know, and, and it's not that they they maybe the next day they wake up and they're like, all right, cool. You know, I get to write about. But I, I just always wonder when you're stuck in that little niche where you say to yourself, I have to do this. Like, um, you know, you think about an artist. Like, what if what if you were to say to a what if you were to say to a painter, here's your red, here's your yellow, and here's your blue. Don't mix them. These are what you have to work with. Like, is a painter going to say, well, I'm just going to do all my work in red, yellow, and blue. They can't ever mix. I can't use orange, purple green i can't i just gotta stick with red yellow and blue you could probably find a painter who's skilled enough to do it who could do some great art with it but you gotta wonder eventually are they gonna say i really would love to do some purple here but i can't am, am uh, correct oh, dude, i i might be completely full of crap about this but i swear i read somewhere that the highest paid artist is the guy who all he does is martini glasses I'm going to look this up. Hold on. Like he uh, paints pictures of martini yes. glasses or paints martini glasses? No, no. Paints pictures of martini glasses. Um, I'm trying to think. Like a martini glass with olives. Um, yeah, does that guy ever say, I really want to draw a wine glass today? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, It's... I swear to God, I read he was, yeah, Michael Goddard. Let me look this guy up. Hold on. Uh, I swear to God, I read Michael Goddard is the highest selling artist in the world or something. All he does are martini, are martini glasses. He outsold the guy who painted the dogs playing poker? Um, well, if you watch Cheers, I don't know, but um, it, it is it is crazy what I've read about this guy. Um, either way, now, e either way, you get my point. Like literally, um, but that's the thing. Like I mean, money talks. Again, you want to pay me a ton of money to write about one thing over and over and over again, I'll do it. I, I you know, but again, as as a musician, as an artist. There's guy, and you know what? Maybe every single day these guys all wake up and say, "Ah, oh, can't wait to write another song about Vikings. Can't wait to write another song about medieval times, not the restaurant. Can't wait to write a song about pirates. Can't wait, can't wait." I it, again, that's why I'm asking the question. I'm just genuinely curious if these guys ever get sick of just, "I have to be in this box. I can't leave this box. If I want to leave this box, I'd go start another band." You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, and that's why, like, I think, but you're right. I mean, and you know, uh, what was it? Uh, like, but it's like, uh, Jimmy wing said, well, maybe a gimmick would help. The cream always rises. Super duper. Thanks. Sometimes a lot of these bands are like, well, I noticed that there's no pirate metal band. So we're going to be the first we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And, and, and if you want to listen to pirate metal, you got to listen to us. Uh, we're gonna be a we're gonna be a, a band called you know Mondale, and we're gonna sing about the 1984 election <laughs> because 
If you want to hear songs about that, you got to listen to us. You know, it's just like those guys who are walking in with the cat and the hat hats. You know, yeah, it's it's like it's it's no different. Like, you know, you 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 sell yourself, and now we're not any of that gimmicky stuff like Millie Vanilli. You know, um, those Millie Vanilli haircuts. Yeah, haircuts, um, and but I mean that's what it all boils down to. You know, you can either be a band that says I'm going to create art that I like and risk failure. Or you say, I'm going to lock myself into a, a gimmick and a theme, and I may get more listeners, I may make more money, but I'm kind of in this box. you know. And only really and truthfully, the, the, there are bands out there that manage to escape that. I mean, at this point, I'm convinced Metallica could write a song about whatever the hell they want, and people will embrace it and love it. Um, but yeah, as you always say, they're the exception, not the rule. Um, I think there's metal bands that can write a song about Iron Maiden get at this point, I'm convinced, write a song about anything they want. Um, but these smaller metal bands, like again, if cannibal, if corpse grinder woke up and said, and, and this is true in a lot of ways, I really love my wife. Like my wife's like the best person in the world. Love my family. I really would love to write a song about how much I care about them and, and you know, how much they mean to me. You couldn't do it. You know, you'd be like, well, but I can't, you know, like, uh, do, do, you, do you think Cannibal Corpse could have a song about claw machines, Target Legos and and um, carnival games? But no, seriously, like, you know, like I, at this point, it's like Corpse Grinder would have to be like, this next song is dedicated to my wife. It's called Earth with a Knife. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. I just wonder, like, and maybe not. Maybe Corpse Grinder wakes up every day and he's like, dude, I love singing about, you know, shooting blood out of your junk and, and that's just all I love doing. And, you know, but I, I always wonder if, like, there's ever times where he's like, I, you know, I mean, like, I, I, but I also say this as somebody who listens to a lot of different kind of music. And I always say this metal is my home, but I love going on vacation. So I'll listen to The Cure. I'll listen to punk music. I'll listen to new wave stuff. I'll listen to sometimes I'll even listen to some pop music, like not modern pop. Cause I can't freaking stand it, but old pop, you know, like I'll listen to U two Sometimes I'll listen to, you know, there, there's a lot of different kinds of things in my music catalog and my iTunes and my record collection. So maybe it's that maybe to me, it's thinking to myself, like, you know, to me, if somebody was to say you're in a death metal band and you you don't and look at Metallica actually Metallica and not, but old Metallica, they wrote Fade to Black. Everybody told them they were wrong for it. Everybody told them they sold out that they were terrible for writing Fade to Black. And now it's like one of their biggest. It's one of their most popular songs. But at the time, everybody wanted them just to no no no. You're not allowed to pull out the acoustic guitar. No 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 no. You're not allowed to sing what effectively is a ballad. No, 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 no. You've got to play fast. Yeah. At least, at least the lyrical content wasn't the problem. Right. But I mean, well, yes. Meaning, and I don't think, I, I don't think their fans called him, called him a sellout for writing a song about suicide or, well, or, or if you me, listen to James losing, Hetfield, losing, losing your guitar. guitar. Amp. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but, Again, Metallica doesn't count. They don't count well, in any category. But the they, they don't count now, but I, I think in I think in 1984-85 they did that did count because and the reason I say that is because 
um, they weren't what they were back then. Now, you know, like now, I mean, they could they could probably seriously. I mean, look, they released freaking Lulu. I mean, they released Lulu and survived. I am the table. I am the table. I am the table. They released Saint Anger and Lulu and survived. So yes, at this point in their career, they could literally release I, Lars I w- farting on a snare drum, and people will buy it and say it's the greatest thing ever released. I was convinced the only reason they they released Lulu was to like was to completely just overshadow Saint Anger. <laughs> like people forget how bad Saint Anger is because of Lulu. Well, Lar- Well, I always forget Lulu exists. Um, and Lars will tell you that, oh, the only time people, the only reason why people don't like Lulu is because they don't understand it. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Because they don't understand it, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like Jim Pruer's impression him. We're going to kick you, huh? Huh? <laughs> right in the testicles. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, I, hey, man, you know me, that whole that whole statement alone makes me mad. When anybody says it in any situation, I think he said that he said something along those lines. Okay, like, there, there's a difference between like you know, I just don't think you get it. Meaning, I think you just misunderstand what this is. That's one thing, but that happens all the time. It's like, I, you know, if you're saying like people don't get it, as in. Yes. I think they're just misunderstanding what this is supposed to be. That's not a douchebag comment. That is literally saying, no, people, I just think they misinterpret what they're supposed to be. They don't get it. They don't get what this is supposed to be. And the whole, if you don't like this, it's because you're not smart enough. There it is. So this is the exact quote from Lars. What the F is it about Lulu that got that kind of reaction? I can't figure it out, but years later, it's aged extremely well. It sounds like an MFer still. So I can only put the reaction down to ignorance. It took our fans to a place I wish they would go more often. Maybe it would be better. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it would be a better time to release it now with what's going on outside in the world and the chaos. I don't know. I'm very proud of this record. James would be figuring out ways to uh, through a piece of music, and then Lou would look it over. That's not what I'm doing. Uh, or I'm not doing another effing take of that. That's uh, that's not the way we usually work, but it was so beautiful and great, the whole thing. So, yeah, he, he did basically say what I said. He said, the only reason you don't understand it is, is if you're ignorant. See that? Okay, you know what? Th- this will probably be, because we're, we're, we're going to be we're gonna be wrapping it up here shortly. Let me throw well, this out. <laughs> especially you. Yeah, well, you know, hey. Um, I hope you wrap ba- it up. D- double bag it, friends. Um. <laughs> no glove, no love. Always remember that. Uh, the pervert's back. There is there. Th- this is where the the last thing you gotta you gotta think about. Are you making the record for you, or are you making the record for other people? That's an interesting question to ask, because there's no right or wrong answer. You could say Lulu, for example. The band loves it and everybody else hates it. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Dude, we made the record because we liked it. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Because the... 
I, that's another that's another one of those you're damned you you're, you're you're damned either way you go right damned if you do damned if you don't if bands bands will get criticized for oh they're just trying to give people what they want okay and on the flip side it's like well you know they like it no one else does so that's the question of like you know is there anything wrong with the fact that Metallica put out a record that bad if they legitimately like it like if they really like it, then that's you know what I mean. That's different than it's a terrible record. Like that's not Celtic Frost talking about Cold Lake. They hate that record too. Like everybody hates that record. Now, if Metallica really likes the Lulu record, and they're not just saying that, they actually really like it, then that poses the question of, well, then were they right to do it? Were they right to do it because they themselves liked it? And at the end of the day, they make records for themselves, not just for fans. Or should a band? Like, okay, here's my question for you then. Should what the fans want factor into you when you write the album? It depends if you want to make money or not. I mean, at the end of the day, I will support any band that does whatever they want, regardless. Um, and when I say support, I'm not saying we're going to buy their album. But I mean, it, I, I think that the the thing that I feel like I, I'll say this, okay? I, I think I know what I want to say. Bands have the right to release whatever they want with their music, but that does not give them the right to escape from any backlash from it. So... If a band wants to, if if Cannibal Corpse tomorrow or or if De, uh, if if Deicide tomorrow decide they want to release a country album, fine, they're free to do that. I mean, it's their band; they own that band. You know, they they created that; they're a part of it. They can do whatever they want, but what they are not free from is all the all the fans telling them that it sucks and not buying it. So, you know, I I've always I, I've I've always hated that Metallica sold out thing, which. You know, I can understand why people say it, so don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm like I don't understand why people say it. But at the end of the day, it's their band. You know, if they woke up one day and said, We want to write a radio album, that's the, it's their band. They have the freedom to do that. You have the freedom to tell them it sucks. You have the freedom to not buy it. But at the end of the day, they are bands are under no obligation to give you what you want unless they want your money and attention. Well, th th that's one thing now, though. At least now, if a band puts out a crappy record, it doesn't hurt you like it used to. It's not like you went out on. It's not like ten million people went out on day one, waited in line at the record store, and they all spent their twenty bucks to get home for crap. At least now, like we said earlier. At least now you have an opportunity to listen to that pile of crap and not buy it as opposed to buying it and then finding out it's terrible. Well, and, and that's exactly it. Like, so, I mean, yes, in, in like, my opinion, like if Lulu came out today, you would at least be able to start. You would you would be able to preview stuff and listen to stuff online before you necessarily went out and bought it. Now, if you went out, you and could bought find the out James is the table with, with your, with your right. included subscription. Like, like if you, if you knew if this was 1995 and the new Metallica record was coming out and you, and everybody waited in line and got it. If you got home and it sounded like Lulu, you were pissed. 
because you paid money for Metallica and you got I Am The Table. You'd be pissed. At least now. And apologies to anybody out there who likes Lulu. No, come You're- on. No one likes Lulu. No one likes Lulu. <laughs> I don't think so. But just in case, hey, I mean, man. There's, there's some hey. things. Look, people. there might be people listening to the show that really like St. Anger. Maybe that was the first Metallica record you listened to. Cool. If that's the case, cool. But I don't think there's Lulu people out there right now. You never know. Big Lou Reed fans out there, maybe. Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying there aren't Metallica fans who will pretend to like it and defend it just because it's Metallica, but really. <laughs> no, like I said, li- like literally, they could record Lars taking his morning crap and have James go, ooh, over it, and someone will someone will tell you it's the greatest song ever written. Well, hey, man, I but I've said this for a long time. I am a humongous fan of Rush. They're one of my favorite bands in the world. And something I appreciate about Rush is that I don't like it all. Rush. Yeah, you don't have to. Rush did their own thing. They they put out the records they wanted to make. And if that meant people didn't like it, then, you know, okay. And I don't like everything Rush did. Because they didn't repeat, but that's because Rush didn't repeat themselves. They put out moving pictures, and it was huge. And the next record they did, they were like, okay. But we did moving pictures already. Signals isn't like moving pictures at all. On purpose. Because they're like, we're a progressive band. That means we're supposed to progress over time. We're not supposed to put the same record out twice in a row. And they didn't. Well, actually, I really like Signals, but they're, they're, I, I appreciate the fact that I don't like it all. I, I am very glad that they found their way again. I'm, I'm very, I always appreciated the fact that, you know, when Rush, you know, Grace Under Pressure and Power Windows and I was glad when they finally came back to rock with like counterparts and things and and test for echo. But, you know, that band admittedly would have told you themselves they do the records they want to, but Rush also accepted the fact that it may or may not work out. They accepted it, and they didn't apologize for it. In other words, if it didn't work, they 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 were okay with that. Rush will flat out tell you they would have rather done it their way and fail than succeed not doing it their way. So, like I said, they owned up to it. Yeah. They didn't make excuses for it later. They owned up to it. Yeah. I, which, so I don't is, know. which is cool anyway I think I think at the end that, of the but. day I think at the end of the day I think we we've 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 kind of gotten to come to the conclusion of you know there's there's a lot of different things about theme bands that you know I I, st- I still wonder you know what I was wondering sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um sometimes I feel like bands get trapped in them 
trapped in their theme or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, hopefully these guys are out there, guys and girls are out there making their music. Um, you know, there's, there's, and, and like you and I, you and I talk about all the time. There's the, the, the price of entry has never been lower for making music. So even if you are in a band where again, you're, you're playing pirate metal or medieval metal or 1984 election, United States presidential election metal or financial metal, um, you have, you have ample opportunity to release stuff under a different band name, under your own name and kind of make your own thing. Will it be as successful? Well, if there is a formula for success in music, everybody be a rock star. So, um, but at the same time, you know, there are ways to get out there and express yourself. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's easier now. And maybe, maybe what we talked about last week is why there are so many theme bands. Maybe it's easier now to be in a theme band because it's so easy to be, and I don't want to say be in a band, but it's so easy to create and put out music now. I and, don't know. And we also said, too, though, it, it's also possible that it's the only way you stand out. Right. Uh, well, on the other I will, I will, I will throw this out. The last thing I will say on that, though, you had said that maybe you get lazy from it. And, and, and what I'm about to say, I, I want to make it clear that I don't mean you're lazy this way. But I mean sometimes having that theme, the reason I said you could maybe get better, it could make you better too, is it relieves some of that pressure of, in other words, I can make a great song because having to think of a subject matter or whatever, I don't don't have to worry about that. Like, I get it. The song's going to be about you know, Mondale. <laughs> so I can concentrate on the rest of it. Yeah, maybe but sometimes that, musically. Maybe, maybe, I mean, not, not. I don't mean it's lazy. I mean, maybe that just makes it easier to be able to concentrate on. It's like, dude, you and I hated writing lyrics. It's like, dude, if we know that every song is going to be about one thing, you know what? But if you... Cool. But if you look at a band like Alestorm, like you said, a lot of their music is tied right directly to that theme too. Yeah, it depends on how how strong your 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 commitment to that theme is. Yeah. Um. Like I said, there is no Alestorm without without pirate. There is no Cannibal Corpse without you know Fire without their the theme. There, there isn't. There right. there really isn't. That yeah. is completely embedded in that band. Yep. Um. You so. Know, so anyways, you know, if you're anyways, I, I think I think we've taken this topic as far as we can go. I think we're at the almost we're coming up on the the we're nearing the three hour mark. Um, So I was going to say, you know, again, if you're heading out to see Morbid Angel in, in Manhattan, let me know if you're going to see the Misfits at the Prudential Center here in Jersey and Newark. Let me know. And uh, yeah, uh, that'd be cool. And otherwise, yeah, I'm seriously, I'm ready to, um, I'm ready to bounce. I'm, it, hey, winter, winter is starting to slow down. It looks like things might be get, might be warming up soon. I don't know if that's true, uh, but I hope they are because I'm sick and tired of being cold downstairs when I record. I'm, I'm very cold right now. In a um, coat? So I, yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a hoodie on and an electric blanket, but we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But anyway, I am ready to go upstairs and warm up. Um, and, uh, 
maybe have another beer. I don't know. If not, have a snack. We'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, no, seriously, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us again. Um, another week where we we didn't really have a topic uh, uh, in mind other than we did want to talk about logos and we did want to talk about themes. Um, but, hey, if you've got something you want us to talk about, hit us up. And, uh, we're, we always say we're – we we don't we're not very good at thinking of ideas. So if there if you've got a if you've got a show topic you'd love for us to explore and it's one that we think we can actually talk about, we'll do it. So let us know. Um, and listener picks too. Yeah, you, you guys have all been lazy. <laughs> you think we, we think well. we're lazy? Ha! <laughs> you 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 need to stop being lazy so we can continue to be lazy by giving us listener picks. That that's exactly what you need to do. Um, but anyway, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm going to go, um, like I said, warm up, drink a beer, eat a snack, and take a nap. So anyway, we want to thank you very much for listening one more time. Uh, my name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we will see you again next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover with your beer-guzzling, head-banging hosts, Rex and Dunn.